Hello, you are listening to On The Topic, and this week you'll find us in the ambience of the old customs house in Gunwall for our fifth birthday. Chink. Snap. Uh, and this week I am sipping some powder monkey beers. I'm Dan. And I'm enjoying a bit of the stereophonics in the background, Dan. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, enjoying a, a super dry Asahi. Good choice. It is, I think, actually. It's, um, I think it's an underrated lager. Um, but a Japanese man to do a good beer. Mm. So that's what I'm enjoying this week. And yeah, we're um, down in the... Well, it was sunny earlier. South coast of uh, Gunwolf Keys in Portsmouth. Enjoying our annual fifth birthday flies by doesn't it it does um and yeah we've got uh, your annual ama ask me anything ask us anything and we've got uh, some splendid questions this, this year haven't we oh we do some very good ones um <laughs> some mm. of them are questionable questions yeah i mean others are very very good yeah i'm not quite sure i'd describe them as good i, I guess we'll leave it up to the listener to decide um Decide that one. But uh, as, as you can tell, obviously, as we said, we're in the pub. So there could be people passing by, background noises. But it's all part of the, uh, the ambiance. Mm, part of the experience. It is. Come on a journey with us. Put up a pew and enjoy a pint as we, uh, we go through the next God knows how long uh, talking through these questions. Yep. <clears throat> it's going to be a good one. It is. Before we kick things off, though, Alex. Oh, yes. We haven't done it for a while. What, were you, what have you been up to? Oh, um, quite what I've been up to. Not an awful lot, Dan. Uh, playing a lot of Jedi Survivor. Mm. Xbox Series X. It's beautiful. I was playing, so on uh, these, it's like an old person now, on modern games, you've got your performance setting, yeah. or you've got your beauty settings, effectively. And I was playing the game performance, so no frame rate drops, um, running it, whatever it ends up being, like 30 frames per second. But it looks okay, looks good. It's, it's next gen, yeah, um, but it's smooth as butter. And I thought I've enjoyed that, but now I want to see what the beauty looks like. And I dialed it back. And yeah, there's a bit of uh, screen tear, and sometimes it judders, but it is beautiful. Dan, the colours are lovely. It's is even more beautiful than the first game, and it's good fun. So, yeah, playing a bit of um, Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Nice a third person lightsaber Jedi action, and it's beautiful. Good stuff. I think that's it. Uh, I'm trying to think of anything that I've been watching. Ah, <clears throat> I've been watching Citadel on Amazon Prime. Yep. You heard about no, that? Seen I'm, anything about it? I know of it. I've not seen it yet. It's a um, <clears throat> it's a spy caper. It's quite good. It's got um, the guy from uh, the Bodyguard. Oh yes. Richard Madden, yes, Richard Madden's in it, um, and he's very good. He puts on a bit of an American accent, um, but he pulls off nicely, and he's the lead actor. Um, and yeah, it's all about, I don't want to spoil it, but it's all about, because um, in the first 20 minutes, all about a, um, a secret agent, a super spy of this mm. clandestine organisation no one knows about because it's so good, and he ends up losing his memory. Yeah. And eight years passed, and he finds out who he really was. And the world's in peril, and he's got to try and find himself while saving the world. And it's really good. I'm really good enjoying stuff. it. But interesting enough, do you, do you recall, do you know who's directing it? No. It's the Russo Brothers. Really? Yeah. So it's got to be a good one, right? It's very good. They've got the budget, um, and it looks fantastic. So, yeah. Uh, I've enjoyed a bit of that. It's on Amazon Prime at the moment. 
because uh, it's, it's a prime exclusive. Yeah. So if you like a bit of James Bond, and I think this is probably Madden's kind of foray into that. If I was him, this would be like, this is my CV. Guys, Barbara Broccoli. Yeah. Come sign me up because I look good in a, a three-piece and I can kick the shit out of people and I look good shooting a gun. I mean, he's one of the contenders. He is. And I think that's probably why he snapped their arm off when they did yeah. this because why wouldn't you? You want so. to put yourself in the shop window. And I think he has. So, yeah, let's see whether he's successful in the casting. But, yeah, that's, that's about it, Dan, actually, since we last spoke. Yeah. How about you? Anything exciting? Uh, been to Northern Ireland, so stayed oh, yeah, with our friends. Have. Had a really nice time. Uh, my other half ran the Belfast Marathon a week after doing the London Marathon, actually, and she did really well. That um, is super, super dedicated. Dedicated, mad. I, I mean, there are many words to describe her feats but yes her feet um, the left or the right one well like feet like oh. F-E-A-T oh I see that's uh, a mouthful there okay. uh, especially after I've only sucked a bit of my pint yes only two fingers worth there but well done to, to Claire for uh, yeah, smashing out two marathons in a week uh, what else caught up the Catch Me A Comet lads in Winchester a couple of weeks ago yes you did which was really nice it was the first time we'd all been in a room together for 15 years any tears had no, not nice uh, catch up, lots of reminiscing, and uh, shout out to Zach. He's just had twins, or his oh, wow. partner's had twins. So Zach, if you're listening to this uh, on your midnight feed or the early hours, congratulations, you've got this. I have every faith you're going to be a great father. And sleep will be around the corner very soon. Yeah, I mean, I can't give you any paternal guidance because I have no kids myself, but I'm always there for you, Zach, so uh, stay in touch. What to babysit? I mean, a, a, a twin's going to be a handful. I mean, when they yeah. get older, if I can't tell them apart, I'm screwed. Yeah. Is he screwed? Um, Will he be able to tell twins apart? Like, I don't know. I don't know. Are they are they identical twins, Dan? I think this question. I actually don't know. Hmm. I mean, that was one of his fears, is that he wouldn't be able to tell them apart either. I should be fine. Dress them up. Tattoo them. Is that a thing? That's not a thing. Can you tattoo a baby? I don't condone it. Upon. <laughs> Someone sure has though, I'm sure. Um, what else have I been up to? Not tattooing children. Not tattooing children. Um, might have nearly built up some ten-year-olds outside Gunwolf. I was going to say it seems to be look- an annual thing. I'm looking out the window and I can't see any Cubs, Cub Scouts. Interesting enough, <clears throat> I did post on social media a um, an AI-generated picture of you. I said, "Can you create a photo of Dan, who's a podcaster, wears glasses, and he flexes his muscles outside the park?" <laughs> Apparently my right arm's bigger than my left. Apparently so. Um, at least, at least said that much about that better. Um, but that was that was what they allowed me to to generate because I asked the one beforehand. I said, "Can you show me a picture of Dan fighting a group of Cub Scouts?" And they came back and said, "I'm sorry, we're, we're not allowed to do that. We can't do it. That doesn't sound like a nice thing." So there is some ethics to AI. Who'd have thought it? Yeah. Um, so alas, I can't listen to get you a uh, an AI depiction of dad fighting <laughs> little children um, but maybe I'll find on the dark web an AI that's willing to do so they were heckling me for two pence and they would do a dance but it wasn't just me there was other passers. please give, me, give us two pence we'll do a dance for you and I'm like but it's only two pence surely you'd find that somewhere along the streets of Gunwharf I was ready to go some Alex so are we talking hypothetical does this actually happen this actually happened oh right know? crap Got off the train at Port of Harbour, yeah. walked around, and there's kids heckling at the entrance of Gunwalk for two pence. No way. Yeah. But no, that's it for me otherwise. Uh, other than a big binge of Spider-Man on the PS4, which is a phenomenal game. It is very good. But 
our listeners don't need to have a deep dive of that. Let's all just say I'm having a great time slinging around Manhattan and doing some Osborne research tasks. Yeah, beautiful. It's phenomenal. Like, if anyone is a Spider-Man fan and hasn't played it yet, go get yourself a cheap PS4 and enjoy. It's well worth it. And so the, good. the DLC is quite cheap as well, I think. I mean, I think I bought Spider-Man 2018 when you gave me your PS4. It was only like 17 99 It was on offer. And it had all the DLCs included. So it was a great bargain. Christmas bargain yeah. at the time. So yeah, you've got plenty of time to enjoy that title. <clears throat> plenty of gameplay. Indeed. Good. So we should probably dive into the questions. Probably. Let's dive in. Let's do it. Our fifth birthday. Ask us anything. Right, we're kicking things off. Dan, when are you moving to Brighton? Dan, when are you moving to Brighton? Um, probably, um, well, I don't know. Never. Why? Might not happen. It might. I don't know. In this day and age, you can know you can work from home, you can work remote. Could it Could it be a thing? If you stayed in the country, um, well, you're chained to that job. You can move jobs if you wanted to, but possibly. If the stars are aligned, would you? I don't know. I mean, I love Brighton. It's, I mean, me and my other half go there a lot. But could you imagine the pavilion in a rebranded on the topic logo? So you have the pavilion and the spinnaker. Hmm. Could do it. We could do it. But I don't know. I mean, all my family and friends are here. Um, but I mean, if career-wise, I had to go to Brighton, possibly. Never say never. Never say never. It is a beautiful city. Um, it's got a lovely vibe, and especially during the summer, same as Portsmouth, it is a beautiful place to be. There's no doubt about that. Got some really nice breweries there as well. Got Unbarred, Brazen. Um, there's a Lego shop in their shopping centre. I mean, I'll be spending all my money in there, no doubt. Yeah. And craft Cost beer. And some nice restaurants, but who knows? Possibly, possibly one day, we'll never know. But currently, Luke, not now. Not now. Okay. <clears throat> uh, next question. How much ground would a groundhog hog if a groundhog could hog ground? Wow. That's a mouthful. It is. All the ground. All the ground. All the ground. I'm going to go for an inch. That's not very big a groundhog, is it? <laughs> I don't know. If it was big enough. I mean, how many groundhogs are hogging this ground? I mean, he says a groundhog. How much ground would a groundhog hog? So a, ground, a groundhog's what? <clears throat> size of like a... Is it the size of my fist? No, it's bigger than that. Size your head? Okay. More than an inch. Okay, Google. Oh, here we go. How big is a groundhog? Let's see what she says. Oh, it's giving me the, the mass, which is 3.9 kilos. Is that heavy? It's quite heavy. Quite. <clears throat> okay. I mean, a muskrat is 0.6 to 2 kilograms. And a raccoon can be somewhere between 3.5 to 9. So Just in case you want that. Uh, you're probably looking at a small raccoon. This is a good lifespan. Let's see what, what else happens with Google. How long does that last for? Three, Three years. years. That's not very long, is it? It does look quite big. Okay. Wow. So what are we saying? I'm going to say... Hmm. Um, a f- Dan's fist worth of ground. Okay. Uh, that looks a bit interesting. Um, I'm going to go for about 60 centimetres. 
Two wood as well. So I think that's the answer. Is that like another Luke question? Another Luke question. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to go for 60 centimetres, but I'm not sure who actually validates this. Luke, get in contact to let us know who's the right answer, who's the closest. Yeah, let us know. Yeah. Uh, next up is Zach. How many digits of pi do you know off by heart? Do you want to go first or shall I? Uh, I'll go first because I hated maths at school um, and the only maths I've used ever since is plus, subtract, times, Pythagoras. divide. No, that's the thing at school, right? <clears throat> they teach all these things and all of these lovely forming that, but in reality, it's not really helpful whatsoever. No, I mean pi is useless to me, but digits. But no, it's, it's delicious. Digits uh, three point one four. That's it. That's all I remember. That's not far off. I mean, I, I think it's three point one four six. Is it? Again, we have to get Google out. Yeah. Okay, Google. Okay. Uh, pi. P-I. Pi. How many digits in pi? I don't think she can hear me in, over the music. There we go. 3.141592653589. It can go on forever. It goes on forever. Mm. Okay, well, um, I was wrong, and I know the same, exactly the same as you, which is very little. Um, I hated maths. Uh, failed it at school, got a D. I guess not necessarily fail because I got a grade. It's great. Retook it in college and got a D again. And it was only until I thought I wanted to be a teacher in my 20s I retook GCSE maps. At that time, you sort of take a lot more in. Yeah. I was able to concentrate and I did really well. I got a C. Um, but yeah, that's the reason why I don't need Pi. I don't really use a lot of maths in my job. So um, Calculator does it for me. Well, exactly. Uh, and there's plenty of memes going around that say, you know, that teachers, you know, say, you don't. You need to learn maths because you're never going to have a calculator in your pocket. And obviously, the world then mm. laughs at the teacher because that's all we've got in our pockets is is everything at hand. Um, I didn't like maths at all, and uh, I had a maths tutor. Okay, nice um, to get me through to my C, my intermediate C. So, uh, <clears throat> yeah, I, I, I knew math, I knew Pythagoras and pi, but it doesn't help you in the real world. Tell me how to work out a percentage tip, or you know, t- tell me how to you know do a, a P and L. Don't don't tell me how to you know all my taxes. Do you know like those things are really quite useless. Yeah. When am I ever going to have to on the fly work out the circumference of a circle? Yeah, it's not it's not not it's useful. helpful. So yeah, well, I think maybe we should campaign for more practical maths, Dan. What do you reckon? I think so. But yeah, uh, very little is the answer still in terms of pie. <laughs> Uh, this one comes from one of my colleagues. Would you rather look like a potato or feel like a potato? Oh, that's a good one. I mean, I don't know if I'd want to feel like a potato. I've got to weigh up. Because if you're a raw potato, you bruise quite easily. Mm. And plus they're a bit, bit of a weird consistency. Yeah, so I guess it depends on, on when you get that potato because it can be anything from a tight but waxy mm. skin. It depends on the potato. Yeah. It could be a... a, a tight waxy skin which isn't quite so yeah. bad it's not great but it's not bad or it could be really quite wrinkly and bumbly <laughs> with, with things growing out of it because you know if you leave it too late in the cupboard we all, we've all done it right I'm not talking nonsense yeah. you've got those little sprouting things that start growing yeah. towards the light look a bit alien 100% could you imagine one of those you had a head that looked like a, like a spud I mean those little things would be sprouting out of your head that could be your hair though <laughs> but what if they're green rooty things? 
They're quite tough as well, actually, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I probably think... feel like a spud, I think. But again, it depends on uh, you know, how old that spud is and how well looked after. Yeah, I think I'd rather feel like I said. I don't think I'd want to look like one. I'd probably be scaring kids off left, right, centre. More so than usual. Yeah, same. Yeah, definitely. With your guns. <clears throat> let's go with um. Let's go with Phil. I think we're both going with Phil. I yeah. agree. Okay. I mean, you could always just like cut yourself bits of yourself off, put yourself in an air fryer, and make yourself into crisps. You can only do that so many times though before you start getting in trouble, right? <laughs> yeah. This is like the Halloween episode of The Simpsons where Homer's turns into a donut and eats himself. Oh. Do you know what comes to mind actually? It's Papa Roach. Yeah. Cut myself into pieces. <laughs> this chief is my last resort. Good God, Jess. See? See what I did there? <clears throat> Genius. 19th child. Here for your entertainment only. Indeed. Uh, next up, we've got Todd. What makes crumpets so delicious? Now, I did wonder that because I was never sure growing up why crumpets were so good. Um. Are crumpets uh, a universally understood thing, or do we need to describe what a crumpet is for some of our overseas listeners? I think we should probably explain it, right? It's usually... It's a baked good. Mm. Let's get that out of the way. It's, it's got lots good. of holes in it. Yeah. It gives anyone with holes that like has oh. that phobia nightmares. smash the window there, that guy. Um, there's a door behind Dan, and people... <laughs> don't realise it's got no door stopper and it's all glass so one of these days they're going to smash the, the doors and fling it open yeah oh god yes guy with his Jimmy Shark top looks like someone just got a pint of powder monkey shout out to those guys yes representing um sorry where were we I lost our train of thought there oh yes so um it's a baked good um I don't know if it's quite decis- divisive in the UK Perhaps my household. Yes, it's full of holes. Uh, the underside is usually tougher mm. than the, the top part, which is um, softer. And when you, do you toast it? Do you grill it? How do you? Oh, I always toast mine. And if you do it right, the bottom goes nice and crispy. Yes. But the top stays nice, sort of like spongy, which is really good. Okay. Um, most of the time, in my other half, will grill cheese on it. A cheesy crumpet. Oh, is... a savoury one. Yeah, I've never had savoury before. I've always You've had never had a sweet. No, no. Always have um, butter on top, so it melts and then goes yeah. into the holes. And then you, as you as you eat it, it squelches because it mm. then goes. I can see salivating there. To be it. fair, a nice salted butter yes. on a crumpet, yes. just on its own, yeah, yeah, yeah. is god tier. Now, my question is: Have you ever had it with strawberry jam on top? No, I've had biscoff on it though. Okay, that's interesting. I've had peanut butter on it. This is another good shout. And it's it would work. It's any of those things, listen, I guess. So you can you can really interchange it, but it's more about the the squidginess and the and, and the, the, the tough underside. Mm. The contrast is it's something else. It's very unique, I think. Yeah. Yeah, what makes crumpets so delicious? Probably the topping. I would say the versatility. Mm. Yeah. Definitely the, the toppings that you could have. But I say the springiness, the sponginess of the top, yeah. and the, the hard underside. You do get that satisfying crunch, but then the sponge. Oh, it's it's something special, something unique. I don't think there's anything else like it. So yeah, who was who was who was that question? Uh, that was that one was from Todd. Good um, question, Todd. I never really thought about it before, and clearly, um, you thought most most people other people haven't either. Mm. But yeah, that's that's my answer. That's what I go with. Uh, so we've got a few questions next from Rob. 
what film would you most like to see rebooted? Now, of course, we've talked about reboots. We have. Um, well, back in the weekly roundup days, we have. We talked about films that have, they should have been, and some things that actually have been then mm. quite good. But I, assumingly, this is films which haven't been yet, and we believe they should be. I guess. Yeah. So what film would you most like to see rebooted? It's a tough one because I sort of feel like if I'm going for a classic and it gets rebooted, it could be really bad. Because things like Back to the Future, which we've talked about in episodes in the past... Never touch it. I don't know if I would touch it. I don't know if I'd want it rebooted. I I mean, there are talks of a potential Back to the Future 4, but I don't know if it would work. Yeah, and old Marty McFly, I don't know. Um, I really, I'm really struggling with this question because obviously we see reboots happen quite a lot now in Hollywood because Hollywood is running out of ideas. It's either reboots or sequels that aren't necessarily wanted. Yeah. For me, I'm edging towards a disaster film, Dan. Mm, because it's show. always good to kind of revisit it but with a new lens. And <clears throat> I think they're talking about... I haven't seen it in recent months, actually. Like a follow-up to Twister. Have you seen that? Oh, there was a follow-up to Twister. But this is another one. Okay. I didn't didn't know there was a, a follow-up. Yeah. Well, the, the, it's, it's due to come out soon. I'm wondering if something like that for me, because you can, you can have the old classics and then leave it at that and then say, you know, like years later, it's happened again. But now yeah. you've got smartphones, you've got electric cars. You've, you know, if there was, I don't know, a worldwide EMP, all those electric cars had failed and your phone's dead, well, you're screwed then. You know, the challenge is different. So perhaps a disaster film. Yeah. And I'm edging towards perhaps, you know, like a natural disaster. I'm not talking about maybe... What about Volcano? I was thinking Volcano or Dante's Peak. Dante's Peak, another good show, yeah. Which was all right. People getting boiled in, in natural baths, which is quite gross. Yeah, oh, yeah, that was horrible. It's the old lady when she gets into the sort of yeah. acidic lake where it all got quite nasty. She died basically <coughs> burning her legs, pushing the boat to yeah, the Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she... she... Oh, yeah, that grim. was grim. Um, end up being a lobster. I would go with a, a rebooted Dante's Peak, you know, because... Mm. Uh, the first one wasn't great. It wasn't bad, but it wasn't great. I reckon they could do so much more now. Yeah. Can you imagine the CGI now? Gross. Be horrific. That's my answer. What about you, Dan? I'd have to agree. Um, because, obviously, we're going to talk about our favourite disaster film in a minute from one of the questions. And, of course, we've got that episode out there from the weekly roundup days. Yes. But I think I'd probably go for, again, a Dante's Peak slash Volcano film for sure because you don't have to really you know if you, if you read in Star Wars which you can never do people are going this this storyline's pants because there's so much lore behind it mm. look at Batman there's only so many times you can rehash the origin story to the point where you don't even bother anymore because everyone knows about it yeah And but you still got the same kind of baddies and the same villains and and different takes on the character but it's really kind of still the same yeah. For me, it's got to be disaster films because you really you can wholesale change it but still have the familiar... People will know what they're walking into. It's a disaster film. There may be blood and guts and gore, but ultimately you don't have to have the same storyline. And you can keep it fresh. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'd agree. Disaster films, that's a really good... It's a good answer. So, yeah, that's I'd weigh in with that. Same. <clears throat> yeah. 
Uh, next question is, if you could visit the set of one, just one, film or TV series, which would you choose? Film or TV series, a set. I mean, if we're visiting sets, people bashing the doors behind yeah. me again. Um, I would have to... I mean, if you go for something like Marvel Studios, you're only going to have green screen. Yes, indeed, yeah, quite. So it's got to be probably something that is 10 years older or plus, really. I'm going to go with probably a Star Trek. Just because their set design is phenomenal. Very yeah. iconic. They, there's a physicality to it. The bridge of a starship is, or the corridors of a starship, is very tactile by the nature of it being the set. So I think I'll probably go for one of those, you know, a Star Trek scene. The bridge of the Enterprise. That is a good shelf. Nostalgic, recognisable, and there's not, not an awful lot of green screen. Because mm. you've got the view screen, right? Yeah. But that's, that's just a little bit of CGI. The rest of it is people sat, sat down in front of plexiglass. Mm. So I think that's pretty for me. I would go for, top of my head, again, I'm, I, we haven't got any notes here. No, no, sorry. The, yeah. We are literally just firing just ours up. I would probably go for Lord of the Rings. Been New Zealand. New Zealand. Yeah, good shout. Been to New Zealand. Beautiful country. It's lovely. Mountains. Did you go to Hobbiton? Did we talk about this? No, I've, I didn't actually oh, go when I was there. I missed Why? out. I mean, we were so busy because we were trying to cram everything into like four or five months of travel. Like we only had like, I think about a month or five weeks in New Zealand. Yeah. So we were cramming quite a lot in, so we missed out. But we did go to like some really beautiful places like Milford Sound. Okay. Lots South of, Island. Yeah. yeah. South, South Island is stunning. Haven't been. Just on my list. so beautiful. Okay. Wonderful country. Friendly. We, oh, yeah. No, 100%. Um, we did. We went to North Island. Uh, my wife had been to South Island before I joined her, and we spent mm. three and a half weeks driving around the north. Um, and we did. We spent the day out at Hobbiton, and it was brilliant. Better now, because actually they've since had, what, effectively 12 films yeah. since when I last went, you know, like 15-plus years ago. So that back then, they dug, they, they dug in all of the, the old set. Yeah. So they some of the facades, some of the doors, not the whole village, where now they've left it. Peter Jackson knows that he can make yeah, more money. Of course. Fair play. And, you know, you, you build a set to last. You don't build a set which is doing, you know, disposable. So it's all sustainable, of course. So it'd be much better going now than when, I guess, we could have gone back yeah. in the day. But, yeah, it's great. I can hugely recommend it. Beautiful country. And a shout-out to any Kiwis listening to this. Yeah, 100%. Get in contact and um, say hello. Let us know um, what you're listening to. Uh, next question is, best doctor? Doctor Who, obviously. Okay. Are you, are you a Whovian? Not, not really. I don't watch a lot of Doctor Who, but if I had to, if I had to put it out there, I'd probably say David Tennant. We've got someone making a coffee here in the background. Who Lovely. makes a coffee at nearly eight o'clock at night? Uh, I mean, maniacs. there might be people here that have had a nice fat dinner, you know, fish and chips, dessert, and they just want that coffee at the end. Who Would knows? You, do you have a coffee after dinner? Fuck no. I wouldn't. I drink beer. Red wine, mate. Yeah, we're red wine's a good chat. Or a Bailey's. Mm-hmm. After a curry. So I've got Christmas. Christmas <laughs> Forgot one where I am, what I'm doing. Showering down. You know, this is AM, AMSR, is it ASMR? ASMR. Yeah. Just to this. Do you hear that? That's, um, that's that, 
That is the sound of sweet chili crisps. The the British Crisp Company never sold in supermarkets, so I guess it's just to the pub goers. And it's a uh, sweet chili. I, I mean, I scoffed mine before we even started recording. I was... Sorry. <clears throat> Quick question. Yeah, yeah. What's your favourite crisp to enjoy in a pub? I mean, it's I'm going to throw it in here. We're, we're spitballing now. It's got to be something like this, like kettle chips. Okay, it's got a crunch. Yeah. Deep flavour. Uh, and I like... So, do you know what? Something about British crisps where they've got the skin on from the potato. Okay. More flavour, more depth. Salt and vinegar. Yeah, but very vinegary though. Yeah, although I did really enjoy the crisp we got here. Um, sweet chilli, a nice sweet heat to it. Yeah. Tickle, yeah, yeah, yeah. tickle the taste buds. I think for me it's got to be, I can't remember what it's called. It's got a picture of a guy on with a moustache. And it's um, like a, a mustard, hammer mustard. Mm. It's phenomenal. I can't remember the company, I need Good to look at it. Um, but it's, it's lovely. A ham and mustard with a beer, just because you've got the tang and the heat of the, the, the mustard. Yeah. And the sweetness of the ham hock is beautiful. Talking of Powder Monkey, actually, I know we've sort of mentioned them a couple of times, and this is me sort of pining to get them on for an episode in the future. They, um, they were showing some snacks that they used to do when they first opened, and some of the snacks are phenomenal, like meat sticks, spicy meat sticks. I like a stick of meat. Uh, it looked like they had some sort of like biltong. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Cheese. I mean, I mean, I come from a craft beer world. And obviously, I love my craft beer so much, so I like a complimentary snack that goes with with a beer. And uh, I, I genuinely think cheese or meat will go well with a beer like this. Indeed, it's got to be savoured, enjoyed. Definitely. Ooh, okay. But we've digressed. Yeah. Um, Sorry. Best doctor. I mean, I say I'm not really a Doctor Who person, but if I have to go out, put it out there, it would probably be David Tennant. Yeah, I was going to say Tennant. Just because I think he's very charismatic. Not to say any of the others aren't. Um, Christopher. Help me out here. What was the guy before him? Oh, he was. Uh, was he Malekith in the dark? Yes. In Thor 2. Uh, it begins with an E, doesn't it? Eccleston. Eccleston. Chris Eccleston. I grew up watching him, and then he had like a feature TV film thing. Scared the the nuts off me. Uh, He was good, but I think he had like an edge to him, whereas I think that David Tennant had a kookiness. Yeah. But he was a warmer character. I think Eccleston, I might get ridiculed for this because I'm not a Whovian. I know it's a a much beloved. Um, franchise, but for me, or show, for me, it's, it's got to be Tennant. He's all rounder, a bit silly, but he's very warm. Matt Smith was quite good as well, to be fair. Yeah. But then again, I'm, I'm... I mean, everyone's acceptable. You've got a new guy um, who's from Sex Education. Yes. Um, quickly Google. I think it'd be. Choice. I think it'd be really good, and I think there's been some preliminary photos shared, and I think he's done a promo video. <clears throat> and I think it's always good to kind of have someone. And it sounds a little bit, bit harsh. I don't mean it in the harsh sense, but left field because people would. Let's face it, most of them have been middle-aged white people. Yeah. And actually, it's about time we have someone that represents modern Britain. Nkuti Gatwa. That's it, Nkuti Gatwa. I think he's phenomenal. Great actor. We love him. Yeah. We have done on the Set Education reviews. Uh, I think he's stolen the show more than a couple of times over the last couple of years. 
hat off to him. I think he's going to be brilliant. Yeah, no, agreed. I wish he was a good choice. Maybe I'll just watch Doctor Who just for him, to be honest. I think I'll watch a couple just because he's great. Yeah, I want to see what he Oh, it is. Swinging it back to the 90s. <laughs> it's uh, often the players on the Monday night yeah. after eight show you at uh, my hospital radio. Shout out to your radio station. Do you know who does it? Oh, I can tell you off the top of my head. Bluebells. That's the one. They um, had this on vinyl as a kid. Oh, right. You still got vinyls? The, um, uh, the, the parents' attic? Maybe not. People? I mean, maybe in my parents' attic, but I wouldn't have a clue now where they got. Apparently, I smashed a lot of vinyls up when I was a kid, so I was quite a destructive child, apparently. I posted orange segments in my grandmother's VCR. <laughs> <laughs> Dad's about to spew beer all over the lovely uh, curtains here by the window. <laughs> yeah, that I, is amazing. I, I, I think I was watching Postman Pat, <clears throat> and I wanted to, I wanted to for some reason be distracted. I knew fully well, knew what I was doing. And back in the you know the the late eighties, VCRs are quite expensive. You know, God, they, God, they were the yeah. height of home entertainment. Uh, he's got tears in his eyes. Uh, but I think that's probably because he, you know, he died from um, taking a spit. I think I might have just broke a rib. I had to sort of try not to spit my beer everywhere. And I was given orange segments as a healthy snack, which is right and proper, as four-year-old Alex or three-year-old. And I was like, I'm done now. And I posted them through the flap. <laughs> and then I think my nan went to go and put something on, like maybe my special... I think it was Rupert the Bear mm. movie, you know, with um, Paul McCartney, who does the, 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 the frog song. Yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah. Score by the Proper way, eighties kids, aren't hundred percent. Maybe we should do that. Favorite children eighties nostalgia films. Yeah, like Wind of the Willows. You ever watch that? I did. About yeah. the kids who are on the lakes. That's an odd film. Five anyway, goes west. I mean, a lot of these films yeah, are quite Five dark. Hulk. That was quite dark, actually. Five Hulk. Yeah, he had Watership Down. Oh my fucking god! Fucking horrible. Some of the stuff they fed us as kids. There was, I think, it was on TV about four years ago. And I had to turn it off. And it's exactly at the point where the hares are getting bitten to, to mm. shit by this this evil rabbit, whatever he is. Yeah. It's everywhere. I'm like, how is this a thing? Anyway. Um, well, loads of places, eh? Digressing. And um, she went to go put the video in and it wouldn't play. So like, why is it not pushing in? And of course, every time she's pushing it in, it's just seeping orange juice <laughs> through, <laughs> through the gaps of this VCR. She decided to which one of you two, me and my sister, which one of you two posted uh, orange segments in here? And of course it owned up. That's a good boy. Good boy, bad boy, bad boy. Uh, I think my dad obviously had to replace it. Oh, but, um, shit. Yeah, I, I tried to do it again and I think I got caught in the act and I learned my lesson. But yeah, I posted orange segments through my uh, my nan's VCR. So be that listener, if, if you've been uh, naughty and had some misdemeanors as a child, um, don't let us know anything that's incriminating though. We, we only want funny things guys yeah. no darkness on this this podcast but yeah um, let us know right in we'll give you the content details at the end but um, um, yeah one, us up, one up us talking about fucking up VHS players oh here we go I remember so my um, I remember going to a wedding as a, as a child and uh, I must have only been like four or five and of course back in those days you had the the camcorders that filmed things onto VHS like this is how old oh right um, yeah 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 do you remember those mm-hmm. uh, and I got made to kiss a girl sort of roughly my age. It was, I think she was like the only other child there. I don't know why. Is this appropriate? I don't know. I, I, I mean, now. It's so weird, actually. Back in the day, they would make you do weird things, like kiss the opposite sex. And you'd be like, 
Oh, yeah, just kiss that girl because it'd be cute. I mean, that four or five years old girl smell, right? And I'm sure we smell to girls. Yeah. They're five years old. I don't know why they made me do it. Anyway. It's very So, um, you've got a film on VHS. Yeah. I remember my mum being given a copy. I think she was like a, a bridesmaid or something or bridesmaid of honour. And Sorry, I, I remember like finding the footage of me kissing this girl. I don't know why it was filmed either because, again, this is really weird. So, i tell you what I did. I cut through the strip of the VHS and put it into the no. recorder to make sure it didn't work again. And of wow. course, I mashed up my nan's VHS player. I mean, thankfully, my granddad um, on my mum's side. So this is this is my dad's mum, whose VHS power grid. But my granddad on my mum's side was quite good at fixing things. Amazing. So he got the VHS, you know, took it apart, untangled all the fucking tape, and um, I mean, it was all all was well in the end. But yeah, that's that's one of my stories of messing up a VHS player. Did she get a, a copy in the end? Did she, did she get a new one? I think my granddad managed to salvage the tape. I wow. mean, whether it still exists, what I don't know. But he was very, very clever man. Very um, technically minded for Yo- young Dan copping off with a. Someone <laughs> 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 said to use, doesn't it? Jesus, sounds weird, but yeah, that happened. Things that parents used to make you do in the eighties and nineties—it's just very yeah. odd. I wouldn't do that now with my son. It's just—I just can imagine odd. it. Like different world, though, isn't it? Yeah. Did do you any harm? With your ticks and your <laughs> your poor mental health. <laughs> oh, oh boy. It's a messed up world we live in. Yeah. Uh, so what's the question? Best doctor. Best doctor. I don't know how we got off there. VHS. <laughs> anyway. Um This is what happens when you put half a pint of booze in us and we just go on a tangent. What percentage of yours? Because I have got an excuse once. Five, but it's it's very nice. Yeah. So I'm, I'm gonna give our listeners a profile of the beer from Powder Monkey. It's called Bubblehead. Um, it's a brute IPA. So I have no you, idea what that means. It's got your typical sort of like IPA sort of, I don't know. I don't know how to describe an IPA. It's sort of quite fruity. But then the brute is sort of always like the champagne sort of taste. Okay. It's quite nice. Ah, uh, okay, yeah. That's the brew part coming through. Yeah. Mm. Very nice beer. Um, I have had it a couple of times. I've had it in a can. I've... I had a taster at one of their tasting sessions at Crushed and Cured in Southsea. Very nice beer. But yeah, I won't, won't go into that too much. But we'll answer a few more questions. We'll have a break. We're going to get another pint. It's my turn to buy. And then we'll, we'll carry on because we've got some great questions here. By the way, this music is freaking brilliant. It's on point tonight, isn't it? I'll have a bit of fun because that's the second song. But yeah, cracking. Uh, next question, favourite sci-fi film? Which is a really good, really good question, actually. Yeah. I think, did we ever do favourite sci-fi films? I don't think we have. No, we've talked about it. <clears throat> I'm, I struggle because I, I'm I'm, I love sci-fi. Something that's left field, and I think you've got people into the genre, is, I'm going to have to say, The Fifth Element. Is a good shout, and it's because it's just a phenomenal film because it's very well told. It's like a dystopian, far-flung future. Um, it's got Bruce Willis, God rest his soul. Um, Corbin Dallas multipass. Come again, Corbin Dallas multipass. Lilu Dallas multipass. Yeah, multipass. Lila, uh, multipass. She knows it's multipass. Lilu Dallas, my wife. We're newlyweds. Just met. 
Oh yes, of course, yes, <laughs> because um, uh, the fifth element, Milojovic, is trying to learn to speak English. Yeah, um, and she doesn't know how to, and she comes up with this nonsense. Uh, but the all-star cast, I mean, Chris Tucker is annoying as fucking it. But I found it hilarious. I was watching, sorry, <laughs> I'll just on this, we're all over the place, I know, listener, please bear with us. Um, it's almost like we haven't seen each other for a while. Um, uh, I was watching Rush Hour the other day on Amazon Prime. It's, I mean, it's, it's a bit edgy from our standards because Chris Tucker, I would say... And there's no malice in it, but if you look back now, you know how people are trying to cancel Friends because Friends... Have you heard about this? Yeah, because yeah. things don't necessarily hold up from the 90s. They don't no. translate back very well because we are a very PC society now. Or perhaps, that's unfair, I think we are enlightened perhaps and yeah, yeah. more... Not as much as we'd like to be, of course, but well-rounded and appreciative of other people and uh, their backgrounds, their thoughts, their feelings. I don't think it's a bad thing, by the way. I think you know, we've had this discussion before. Like We're that generation in the middle where we want to try and understand it and we're willing to be educated. Where people, Whereas people like my parents oh, yes. or my grandparents, late, they're very late. sort of like they're naive. They're not quite open to, to it. Whereas I think the next generation, so you know, your, your lad's sort of generation, yeah. it'll probably be more widely accepted but yeah he won't bat an island and it won't be the same content but anyway <clears throat> I was watching Rush Hour and again it's not made with malice or with, with racism but Chris Tucker is saying some quite racist things like oh you can't understand me do, do you understand me and he starts doing yeah. some kind of I think he called um, what's it in my face Who, who's the the martial artist oh Christ I can see him Jackie Jackie Chan. Jackie Chan, and he was—he said something which today I think would be deemed as racist or incredibly borderline. I just sat there and went, "You can't say that, Chris Tucker." Nineties <laughs> Chris Tucker, what are you doing? But of course he can because then it was a different time. It was, and I'm sure it has been censored by Prime, and I wasn't offended by it. But then I'm not—I'm not, I'm not a, a man of colour, so I—I—I I, I, I don't have that experience. But I did go. I'm not sure that's okay. Mm. Anyway, Chris Tucker. He's annoying in Fifth Element, but he's quite entertaining. He's a very flamboyant and loud character. Um, so me, the Fifth Element is, is lovely. He's got prosthetics. It's got CGI. Fantastic acting. Um, oh, who's the bad in it with the goatee? Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman. Oh, he's so, so good. good. So good. He's very over-the-top and unapologetic. Mm in everything from the aliens to the over the, 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 the top acting and the guns to to storyline and friendship and eventually love of the two characters. It's gotta be the fifth element. I've never really thought of it like that. Mm. But it is. It's the fifth element. It has to that be That is a great show. Um I've actually gone for Star Trek two thousand nine. Oh the reboot. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Chris Pine, really good. Uh, great cast Zachary Quinto Zachary Quinto it was brilliant heroes by the way we haven't talked about heroes no that needs to be an episode on its own I think so I mean I've got the box at home I bought it season one was phenomenal season two was actually quite good as well season three they did the whole weird sort of time travel thing I didn't mind season three season four get in the same yeah and the abrupt ending where you thought they were going to give you a season five we never Mm. got it uh, but anyway, yeah, it's a phenomenal cast. You know, Zoe Saldana. Is she in it? She's in it. No. As Ahura. Oh, of course. Sorry, we're not talking yeah. about heroes. We're talking about um, Star Trek. Yes, of course. Leonard Nimoy, Carl Urban, 
Yeah. It's a great cast. John Cho is very good. J.J. Uh, Abrams really brought Star Trek back to life. I think, I think he brought it to the masses, but lots of lens flare. Yeah, he likes his lens flare, doesn't he? Does. he? And much derided in the um, <clears throat> Star Trek community, of which I, I know myself. Um, but I think he was applauded in the main for getting more people on board with it because it's, it's a tough subject matter. They talk nonsense. Um, and it's a really tough science that they talk about. But yeah, I agree with that. Actually, it's a really good film. Had a bit of time travel. <clears throat> it did. Um, and that's how they got around the reboot. Yeah, it's a good shout. It's been a while. I haven't watched it for a while. Uh, I mean, Eric Banner, good villain. Yeah. Really good villain. So that would be my choice. Uh, you know, someone that sort of grew up... I mean, I, I hate the whole Star Trek versus Star Wars thing. I love both. It's like Marvel versus... You don't versus, need to pick a side. It's like Marvel, DC. Do you know what? I don't read DC comics, but I'll watch the films. And you know, we both said we're looking forward to The Flash. And like, yeah. we started as an MCU... Well, not as an MCU podcast, but it's where it's up for us. He's enjoying his Chris, ladies oh, and gentlemen. so good. I'm sorry, guys. I'm getting towards the end of my pint, so... Uh, another one's going to be needing a minute. I don't know what I'm going to go for. There's some good craft beer on tap. Yeah, you had a raspberry one and I up. Yeah, or strawberry sundae or something like that. Strawberry. We'll see. We'll see how I feel um, when I go up there. But yeah, I don't think you need to be one or the other. So we, love, we love, well, I love both. You like both. Yeah. Um, it's a good shout. Yeah, Star Trek for 2009 is a really good, good shout. Uh, next up, favourite disaster film. Now, of course, if anyone wants to hear me going to depth listen to our favourite 90s films perfect hangover movie watching yeah apparently I like uh, watching disaster films when I'm hungover maybe that's because like my poor brain my, well my poor head is crumbling to the lack of oxygen and hydration yes and uh, it's a disaster film in liver. itself in, uh, in my brain <clears throat> it's a good one to uh, good, good one to listen to and then of course that led on to favourite disaster movies I think we recorded very early on in the pandemic. We did. Which is a good episode. But if I had to choose one, I and I question. could only watch one disaster film for the rest of my life, it would probably be Twister. I thought you'd say that. I just love it. As <clears throat> I don't know what it is. It's just a really good film. The whole plot is to try and get these fucking balls into a Twister so they can sort of analyse it all. And of course it always keeps Is that going what it is? On. That's pretty much it. They they want to put tech into a into a twister to have a look at it. Wow! They want to see what's on the inside what's of a tornado. Such a waste of life. Yeah, a lot of people think just die just for the. I guess that's science, really, isn't it? And one of my favourite scenes actually it happens at night. So they all go to the theatre or the cinema, like it's an outdoor cinema, like out in this uh, out in the sticks, and of course the tornado rips through. And it tears directly through the middle of the, the big screen. Oh. So they're all pegging it to try and take shelter. And then, of course, they have to race back to this woman's house that they're staying at. How to, find, to find out it's been smashed, like this tornado smashed through the entire, like, city or whatever it is. Yeah. Village. <clears throat> it's just such a good film. I've got a question for you. Yeah, yeah. We, we're really fortunate in this part of the world. <clears throat> we don't have twisters, and I think we kind of do, don't we? But not to the extent that you know you'd get don't in really. like Kansas or no. Texas. I think the southern states of America would wholly disagree with what you just said, Dan. I mean, ours are just like a B tech yes. tornado. Usually, like 
it hits the ground and then it's gone before it even yeah, starts. Yeah, it dissipates. If there was, though, that level of disaster whirling his way, of course, it's tornadoes with it that goes across, uh, above water. Yeah. Hurricanes above land, right? Is that how it works? Pretty much. It's been much, a while since yeah. done my geography. Jesus, in geography. Um, it's brewing up now. You get the warning. Our phones start blaring with the new UK warning thing. <clears throat> Where'd you go? Right now. Right Winter picking now. up. The clouds are turning dark. People are starting to get notifications on their phone. They're running around screaming, what would you do? Where would you go? Um, I mean, my first... I mean, You, you don't have to stay in this pub, by the way. I don't have to stay in the uh-huh. pub. They can get it where you want the gun, Wolf. I mean, I'd like to think, because we're in a pub, they've got a cellar. You've got keep, five minutes. Where they keep the kegs. Okay, good. And all the ke- and all the cast. I would ask, well... If I mean, it all goes to pot, just drink yourself silly. Oh, yeah, of course. Oh, but you'll, be, you'll find, find me... With the pub a, straight in your mouth. Straight under a tap with me pulling the handle. But no, seriously, I would try and find, because they must have... You know, especially for things that if they have casks, which they do, yeah, they'll have it in like a a cellar. You're gonna find that cellar, and you're gonna hide in there. That'd be where I'd go. Okay. Where would you run? Where would you run? I was, would you follow me, or would you just no? You no. wouldn't go for the cellar. I wouldn't go for the cellar. <clears throat> I would go to cinema. Pray tell. It's in. It's encased. <clears throat> in a number of different buildings. There's a building within the building. Within the building. It's a good show. Got recliner seats. If you're blocked in there for days, that, that beep in the background is really annoying, isn't it? I'm so terribly sorry. Yeah. Someone needs to clean the machine or something. <laughs> um, anyway, um, yeah, I would, I would go into cinema if you get hemmed in with the rubbish and the, the rubble. Put on your favourite film. Die Hard in our case <clears throat> or you know Jurassic Park and you can watch your favourite films while you went to be rescued it's a good show assuming it doesn't go through the cinema as you just described and we all die but yeah cinema show. for me but what's your favourite disaster film I know we probably discussed it on that previous episode but it's been a while it's been three years <clears throat> the second one's due out soon it's going to be the Meg oh man I mean, that's probably going to be one of my answers for a future question. Um, but it's, the Meg is so good. It's silly. It's unapologetically bonkers. But it's well thought out. It really is. <clears throat> I really enjoyed it. Um, it's that old deep blue sea. I've got an issue with sharks and thalassophobia, which is a fear of the open sea. Um, we have an episode out there with phobias from two years ago. We do. Uh, it's a really good one, I think. And we've already talked about phobias when we were talking about crumpets. Yeah. Um, uh, I can't remember what it's called, where you've got the fear of the holes. It's a fucking long name. I remember that much. Yeah. It's horrible, though. I think I've got that, too. But anyway, um, we're not here to talk about my shortcomings or my misgivings. Uh, yeah, those, those two, I think. Probably the Meg, though, because I think it's, mm. it's a really good film, and it's just absolutely nuts. The second one out at the time of recording, which does age this podcast somewhat, uh, is out this summer. And I think we're going to have to review it, aren't we? Oh, 100%. It's going to be so good. I think me and my other half watched The Meg on Amazon Prime. Must have been last summer. And it doesn't take itself too seriously. I don't know whether no. Jason Safem's English or American. Like He flits between languages. Well, accents, should I say. Not languages. But it's phenomenal. And, of course, there's always a bigger one. Yeah. 
Yeah, good answer. Love yeah, the Meg. That's very good. Meg. Especially when it clamps its jaws around that bubble of glass. And the girl screams. Yeah. Yeah. It's a bit of a horror, but equally it doesn't take itself too seriously. It's no. very bizarre. <clears throat> good disaster film, though. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Uh, next question. Favourite comedy film? It has to go all the way back to... 1995, I want to say. <clears throat> American Pie. Oh, good shout. It's a very good film. Yeah, I think everyone can relate to it. It's, it's, it's awkward and it's hideous and it's time is running out in high school. And we all had it, you know. For, for me, it was year five. For most people, it was what, seven, eight, nine, ten, year eleven. Um, and you know that it's the end. You've got to decide what to do next. Yeah. Do you go to college? Do you go to sick form? Do you go to work? And sure enough, in American Pie, it's all coming to an end. And yeah, what 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 they're going to do? What's going to happen? And all the while, they're trying to get laid. I it's, think it's great. It's a coming of age film. I think it's just so so good. Um, I can't remember what. Happened. Oh no, that was it. So I got into a podcast recently called uh, Films to Be Buried With. And it's hosted by Brett Goldstein, who plays Roy Kent in Ted Lasso. Oh, but yeah. He's going to be um, Hercules in the MCU. Ah, yes. Phenomenal. I, I love Brett Goldstein. I love his character in Ted Lasso, especially. Um, but yeah, he was talking about it with James A. Caster on Films to Be Buried With. And James A. Caster actually says it's probably one of the most erotic films he's ever watched. Oh, wow. It's quite raunchy, isn't it? Yeah. Most definitely. I mean,. Yeah. I mean, shagging a, a, an actual pie, I don't know, man. Well, there was a director's cut. <laughs> um, and the director's cut actually, I mean, all, all bar seeing his wang, it's, it's, <laughs> he's even more. I mean, there's a, I think there's a scene leading up where he drops trousers. He's eyeing, eyeing up, drops trousers, and ends up negotiating himself onto the kitchen table. Yeah. And then they're having a couple of thrusts, and that's when the dad walks in. Oh, shit. Whereas in a theatrical version... I think you need an extended version, director's cut, <clears throat> so to speak. In the theatrical version, which is what most people have seen, the dad, you don't, you see him eyeing up the pie, and then it cuts to dad walking on him. Yeah. And it's only like, you know, those 20 seconds, 15 seconds, where you don't really need to see Jason, what's his face, piling on a, uh, <laughs> an apple pie. But, but that's, that's what it is. Um, <laughs> I don't know if it adds much to it, apart from even more awkwardness but I guess for me it does kind of sum up adolescence you know you're, you're incredibly mm. horny as a, a teenage boy uh, we don't want to say personally I would have gone that far but you know it, it is funny and it's you can kind of see how the hormones are running high and yeah yeah you a good fucking pie though what to Afterwards? Well, I'm not going to eat it afterwards. Why would you fucking ruin I'm it just anyway? asking. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yes. <laughs> After someone's wangs, but it's got to be cold though. You can't put. Yeah, you, know, you can't. Anyway, <sighs> you don't want to go into to hospital and try and explain that one. I mean, it's room temperature. Hopefully, so. one hopes. Yeah, but anyway, that's my one. What about you? Uh, I'm going to go for 2008 Set Brothers with oh, Will yeah. Ferrell and John C. Riley. It's just phenomenal. It's hilarious. I can quote that film Catalan wine mixer. It's the fucking Catalina wine mixer. That's it. Fucking Catalina wine mixer. It's the fucking Catalina wine mixer. 
It's a great film. You know, the fact they start off as enemies, they become friends, they become enemies again, then they become friends. Yeah. They set up prestige worldwide. Prestige worldwide. Where they put worldwide, worldwide, worldwide. liquid paper, or in our world, Tipex, on a bee, and it dies. <laughs> it's just a brilliant film. You know, they make the bunk beds where they pile two beds on top of each other, and they tap it all in with nails and extra wood. This beeping's doing my fucking head in. I think we're going to have to have the word, you know. I think we are. Um, I mean, this is almost like that time we did oh, yeah. our birthday two years ago where you could hear the hum of the Because we couldn't really hear it, could we? <clears throat> no. In the pub, it was like a, a subtle kind of low background. That beeping. Yeah. But, I mean, we're going for another pint in there anyway. So time to, to shut the fuck up. need to lubricate my throat to, you know, keep going yes. for the next half of the episode. So, yeah, Step Brothers for me. It's just a brilliant film. Great soundtrack as well. Doesn't choice. take itself seriously, and um, yes, Will Ferrell film. Perfect. Good. So I mean, we're, we're probably at the time where we need to get refills and to tell people to to shut the fuck up. Yes. So um, I guess we'll see you after a short interval. Normal service has resumed, and we're back. And um. Without the fucking annoying alarm going off. Yep, the beeping has stopped, ladies and gents. Well, uh, unstereotypical of me, um, Dan, a listener. I went and asked him to turn the bloody thing off. Very men, British men, of us, isn't it? Well men, well, men tend not to ask for things, do we? Just, just put up with it. We don't ask for directions. We don't ask anything. We don't like to bother people. But, you know, audio no. quality. I care about our listener, and I care about... The ultimate experience of this podcast. So oh, yes. Apologies for the last probably 10, 15 minutes of you guys having to listen to that, if not longer. But um, I took one for the team, for mankind worldwide, and I asked them to do so. So, yes, <clears throat> hopefully the good music, which is questionable, um, <laughs> and the odd questions will um, continue. Uh, we've got more beers. So you got yeah, an, what have you got, Dan? You've got another Asahi, <clears throat> and I've gone for a Vault City Strawberry Sunday. Mm. And the beeping has started again. Actually, kidding me. I genuinely thought we had gotten past this. I think we might have to be okay, Dan. I think we might have to. We'll see you guys in a couple of minutes. And we're back for a second time in one minute and four <laughs> seconds. We'll get there in the end, listener. Look, it's not our fault. This is authentic ASMR. In Old Portsmouth, Gun Wharf, Old Customs House, these things happen. Yep. So where have we moved to, Dan? What's, what's the now the change in the background? Uh, we are now outside the Old Customs House. We're in like the, I suppose, like the beer garden equivalent, isn't it? Describe the scene for us. What, where are we? Uh, to our right, we've got the Lipstick Tower, where all My the left. posh people live. Uh, and yes. to our left, we've got a nice sunset. My right. Uh, and the sunny city is quite romantic, actually, for our birthday celebrations. Oh, yeah, definitely. We've got a crane behind us. Um, not any normal crane. It's like, a, I suppose... An like old a, ship building. Yeah. Type. It's just for... Scenic purposes. Yes. Cafe Rouge. Uh, we've got Loch Fine. Very good fish food. Quite good. I had food poisoning there about seven years ago. Selling it. But that was once in many times. Otherwise, um, it's quite a good chip. I had oysters in there once. Oi, oi. I've only ever tried oysters once. Um, did you so chew it or did it go straight down? 
I went straight down, but I hated it. It was yeah. a horrible experience. But they always say, like you know, try, yeah, try anything once. But to be honest, never again. It was not for me. Okay, and we've got palm trees. We've got lovely um, canals, and we've got, got some plantage. Party of, I guess, co-workers, perhaps, maybe as a guest, and then two people to our left, Dan's right, yep. catching up. So yeah, it's um, <clears throat> a little bit quieter out here on. Um, Thursday evening, so school nights. Yeah, I've Not got work in the up. morning. Boring. It's all right. be fine. It's all right. We've only had a couple of pints, and they're not like high volume. Not yet, anyway. Maybe those um, whiskey chases will come later. But yeah, um, you might have now um, some more wildlife walking past, but that's fine. It's all good. It's actually quite peaceful out here. It's really nice. Lovely so we're going to dive into our next question. Yes, Give the really good question. Wants. This um, favorite Alan Rickman performance. So that is favorite Alan Rickman performance. Mm. I mean, in all honesty, I mean, there's only one really. Die Hard. Yeah, but there is a close second with. Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Ooh, I was going to say Deathly Hallows Part 2. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. In the boathouse where he clocks it. Yeah. I mean, look, guys, look, if you haven't seen it and I just bought it for you. Where have you been? Get in the sea. I'm not going to pull it out. We've got the harbour not too far from us. Yes, indeed. We'll launch them into it. Um, Robin Hood, because he's such a good... He's so bad in it. Yeah, yeah. He does a good villain. Very good villain. The Sheriff of Nottingham, is it? Yeah. You know, he's he's quintessentially evil and, you know, he's questionable around Maid Marian and he's a bitter to the very end. And I think Alan Rickman does a phenomenal job. Bless God bless his soul. Um, but it's going to be Die Hard, right? Yeah. Hans Gruber, where he's dropped from the tower, which we talked about in our recent... A vault episode, favorite where, films. Where they were going to drop him in and three, a Christmas film. Two, drop, mm. and that's why you get that such a natural reaction. And uh, we did um, in was it 2021? We yeah, did Die Hard, Die Hard, and we film. took you behind the scenes as well in that one. Which yeah, is a really, really good episode. <clears throat> I like these one? episodes because we sort of dive into some of the older episodes as well. Yeah, good question. Alan Whitman's was is phenomenal. Um, there's a reason why he's a legend. Yeah. Great question. And I think, I mean, he's been in loads of other things, but I think for me, those those two really are standout performances. Uh, I can't remember the name. He was an angel in Dogma with Kevin Smith and Jason Mewes. I think I've mentioned this before. I've never seen it. you never? No, and I know it's it's a cold classic. I, just, I need to get around to it. I'd never seen Dogma until 2019. I really sort of fell in love with Kevin Smith and his pop culture. And I, yeah, yeah. me and the other half started watching a lot of their films. Um, but Dogma is definitely up there. Dogma is yes, definitely up there. It is. He's, sorry, Alex is making me push my microphone to my. I sort of naturally sort of. My arms obviously getting bored. But yeah. He's got long arms, though. There's no excuse for him. No, absolutely not. Uh, so, next question is best line from a film? Oh. Uh, Shall I dive in? Yeah, please, Dan. Take us away. In time, you'll know what it's like to lose, to feel so desperately that you're right, yet to fail. All the same. Dread it. Run from it. Destiny arrives all the same. Thanos, Infinity War 2018. Oh, and of course, that happens 
very, very early on in the film. Yeah. And of course, wow, we're going full circle here. This is where we started. Infinity, what? Yeah, Snap indeed. of a finger. Number one of TW Rad Days. Um, but yeah, that was literally the line that made you realise, oh, the big bad's here now. Yeah. This is it. And of course, our heroes don't particularly do quite well in that film. No. Interesting fact for you, though. Hmm, tell me. I know we recently watched Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, hmm. and we learn Rocket is obviously the smartest of of the five OG. Yes. He's the only one that never fought Thanos. Did Groot? Did Trax? Yeah. Um, Drax tried to on Nowhere. Oh, right, yes. With Gamora. With and... Gamora, Star-Lord. Yeah. Of course, Star-Lord again goes toe-to-toe with Thanos when Mantis is on his of head. Of course, yeah. And, and Groot, of course, tries to send his roots when they're in Wakanda towards Thanos, but Thanos just sort of bats oh, him right. away like he's a, yeah. a bit of wood. Well, of course he is wood. He is wood, yeah. But, of course, Rocket never encounters Thanos because he's the smart one. Wow. Interesting fact. Mm. But yeah, again, digressed, but that's that's my favourite line or best line from a film. Best line from Infinity War, anyway. Okay. <clears throat> for me, and I don't think I've ever talked about this before, but I think um, Judy Dench, Dame, don't, don't forget the Dame, Dame Judy Dench's monologue in Skyfall, I think, is what a film. phenomenal. The year today, I remember this, I think, from Tennyson. We are not now that strength which in old days moved earth and heaven. That which we are, we are. One equal temper of heroic hearts, made weak by time and fate, but strong in will to strive, to seek, to find, and not to yield. For those who haven't seen, let me set the scene. Uh, effectively, London is falling to the ground. There's, 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 there's a coordinated attack. She's being hauled up in front of a public hearing uh, a committee because MI6 has some very public failings. Mm. And she effectively sits in front of them and she's got to defend herself and say, you need us because we operate in the shadows, blah, blah, blah. And she reads a poem and it's a very poignant one. Um, and, and and what it's a great bit of direction. I think it's Sam Mendes who does it. Um, and as she's talking, the rest of the scenes play out, and they overlay her speech yeah. on top of the action scenes, and people are getting shot, and people are running around as chaos, and Daniel Craig is running down the middle of the streets as he realises what's going on. He's going to try and save her because she's the target of this test terrorist attack. And it's all muted, so explosions going off, but you can't hear it. You can just hear her talking over this, these sets of scenes. And it all crescendos to the end of the poem, where then the doors are flung open 
and then she's shot, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Mm. I think for me, I mean, I can't recall it because it is a monologue, and it'll take you know like four minutes, and I can't remember it. But what I can do is either put in the audio clip and make it done for copyright on YouTube, <laughs> um, which would be the first it's time. It's going to happen. It's going on YouTube eventually. Mate, it hasn't. It's, it's happened like four times already. Really? Yeah. But the good thing is, um, I think they say most of the time, new authors accept fair use. Yeah. Which is lovely of them because Very we're nice. not looking to rip off their IP. And we're, we're, celebrated. we're small fry. Definitely. We're, we're nice people. But anyway, I'm up it in there. But otherwise, um, go give it a look. It's in Skyfall. It's Dame Junior Dench, uh, her last film. And it's a wonderful scene. And it's just very well put together. Uh, I do a quiz on my Monday night hospital show. And one week I do um, James Bond films and that excerpt's in there. And it's mm. just so good. It's so good. Close second, actually. Back to the future. At the end, roads. Where we're we going? We don't need roads. Oh. And of course, in Back to the Future too, they f- fly into the they future. Uh, the wheels are up, and they're flying through. And flying from the distance through the sky. <coughs> Beautiful, brilliant stuff. Good question. Who was that from? Uh, that was Rob. Well done, Rob. So, um, good effort. So back onto Todd's. What film score makes you cry? More recently, I think Florence and the Machines, Dog Days. Garden of the Galaxy Volume 3. I thought that was really well... I mean, all the music on all the volumes are great. Yeah. But that was such such a perfect ending to the group and the gang. Yeah, no, I'd agree. I'd say, they, I mean, there's two, and one of them is not a film necessarily. So the first one that just gives it a bit more emphasis is Avengers Endgame, which is Tony's funeral. Oh, yeah. So, of course, he's just he's just carked it. He snapped his fingers. Saved the world. Saved the galaxy. Saved the galaxy. Saved the universe. Yeah. So that's probably one of them. Just gives it a bit more emotion. And I tell you what, when I first saw Endgame at cinema, I bawled my eyes out. Oh yeah, hundred And then the second one, um, not necessarily, I say not necessarily a film. It was the Mandalorian season two, where he hands over Grogu to Luke. Yeah, yeah. It's just this one note that runs through the entire thing, and it will grab you by the balls mm. and make you cry. Lovely. Thanks, Image. Um, <clears throat> Sorry about that. I think something else actually is is any kind of John Williams score. And I'm thinking probably. End of Empire, and where all has been lost, but has it, and there's a glimmer of hope. Yeah, yeah. The, the slow. Very wistful. That's lovely. It just sort of pulls on like certain notes. It just draws out. It does, and I think it's. I mean, John Williams is a phenomenal. Composer. Composer was a word mm. looking for, yeah. He's so good. Um, so anything John Williams, I think. Uh, next question. Why is the holiday the greatest Christmas film? Fucking hell, he's had oh, enough beer already. Why is the holiday the greatest Christmas film ever? It's so wholesome. It's brilliant. And unless she wants to fuck you up and uh, throw in the fan film yeah, theories, don't, do don't listen to that episode. Don't listen to it again. Um, it's just brilliant. You know, what a <laughs> cast. It's a great cast. Uh, it's a really simple storyline. It's silly. 
uh, it's wholesome. Yeah. It's just wonderful. Jude Law is brilliant. I mean, they're all good. Kate Winslet. Jack Black in a serious role. Scooby-dooby-doo. I mean, my wife derides um, Cameron Diaz. She thinks it's a very wooden performance. I don't disagree. Almost like she's on, on stage performing. Yeah. But you can't really ask too much from a, a rom-com. So I think for all those reasons and more, I think that's why it's a good film. Yeah. It is the, our most favourite Christmas film, right? Yeah, oh, yeah. He's said it for the last five years. It appeared in uh, our 2020 episode for Christmas. How do you remember all this, Dan? Oh, I just got a... all of these episodes See, merged into one for me. When I at the start of the episode, <laughs> I sort of mentioned I caught up with the Catch Me Comet lads, and yeah. I was sort of reminiscing about these sort of memories, and they were like, "Dan, how the fuck do you remember this?" I just remember pointless stuff. Rain but, yeah, the the Christmas episode from 2020. I think it was like OTT eight. I'd... There's no way I'm going to be checking that. I'll take your word for it. It sounds good. Yeah, it, it's a really good episode. And of course, we dive into a lot of our Christmas films. That's where it comes in. I don't think I'd ever seen the film before until you mentioned it. And that's when away. I went away and I watched it with my missus. And forever I've changed And life. we loved it. And we've watched every year now. We, me and the missus have this um, ritual. Oh, yeah, I suppose it is a ritual. You know, we sort of build up through the first week of December through to Christmas and we watched Christmas films last year we even dived into some really fucking bad Christmas films on Netflix uh, which actually appear in the Christmas Cracker from last year Mm. there you go so yes there you go that is why we think The Holiday is the greatest Christmas film ever we couldn't care Uh, The here is the ultimate question why is going to the cinema so good loved worldwide Sitting in wank chairs in a dark room with strangers. But I love it. That was Todd. We've probably got to break this one down, Todd. So when you say wank chairs, do you mean that the chairs that people are wanked in? Do you mean that they're not very good? Um, I don't think I actually want to know the answer to it. So we're probably (laughs) going to assume that they're not very good. But I mean, Dan, you made uh, a good point just before we went on uh, on record about this, didn't you? Because in a few cinemas where we are currently situated at a time of recording... They spent a lot of money on the screens. Yes. There's so loads more space. We went to see Guardians of the Galaxy last week. Go get our on the go review. We're gonna do the yes. big review soon. But we were sort of admiring like how much sort of space they give you. And obviously they can't be losing a lot of money if there's not less chairs, do you know what I mean? Yeah. <clears throat> but the the chairs look nice. They they're recline. They recline. They're electrical. What more do you want? Uh, and to be honest, uh, going on the strangers' part, it's not always that good. I think you have to go see a new film quite early on now, so where you get the real fans. Um, so a couple of years ago, yeah. I went to see No Way Home, My Other Half. We had a row of lads in front of us, and they were vaping, and that really fucked me off. Yeah, Not all strangers that, are nice. Some people are absolute arseholes. But actually, if you go see a film... At the time of, or roughly around the first week of release, you're sort of generally sat with like-minded people that are going to enjoy the film, they're going to shut the fuck up, and they're going to leave you alone. And that's yeah. nice. I mean, for me, it's... Um, it forces you to kind of be focused. I mean, the blight on existence is probably your smartphones, right? Mm. And there's much to, to say for smartphones and how they do ruin you being present and, and taking things in. And I think 
when you're in the cinema, you just don't have that opportunity to be distracted. No Time to Die, perfect example. And I think we talked about it in our on-the-go episode then. Um, we went to see No Time to Die. It was the first film I think we'd both seen together before, yeah. sort of post or yeah, sort yeah. of during the pandemic. It was very sort of like coming towards the end, I suppose. And there were just people around us on their, on their phones. I mean, why you, do you, that? You've waited probably a year or two for this film to come out. Obviously, it's been postponed because there's no bank otherwise for the studio. Yeah. Why ruin it? Wait till it comes on to digital release and streaming, and you can just look at your phone all day long. I just yeah. understand it. So, for me, it forces me to put my phone on Do Not Disturb and to, to be fully immersed into it. The sound is phenomenal. Yeah. Screen quality is questionable because, of course, when you're at home, the minimum probably most people have now is HDR, 1080p, 60 frames per second, 4K, whatever it is. It's going to be better visually at home. But I think it's nostalgia. You know, you mm. can go get your popcorn, sit down, chew the fat. Many a time I've watched the film with you down over the years and returned to each other with like, oh my God, what just happened? Um, or... I don't remember this in the old Jurassic Park. What's yeah. this all about? And you can't, you don't, you can have those experiences at home on the sofa, but something special about the cinema and it's, it's the event and it's the going yeah. out. And I still, I still see it as an event and I've been to cinema. I can't even tell you now how many times I've been to cinema in my lifetime. No, I couldn't. But I every time it. I go, it's, it's, it is magical and it's a special event. And I think for all those reasons, and more, I think that's probably my answer to the question. Yeah, that's a great answer. Yeah. A lot of nostalgia. We love it. Um, I actually don't know who sent this question in. Um, what movie do you think is so bad it's good? I'm going to chime in real quick. We've talked about it before. The Meg. Yeah, I was going to say The Meg. That's it. So we don't know whether Jason Statham is English, whether he's American. You've got big sharks fucking shit up. Blowing stuff up. Chomping through things. Chomping through things. I thought, sorry, this is very Meg heavy in retrospect, but I just want to say that I think they missed a real big trick. So towards the final third of the film where it's out of the Mariana Trench or whatever trench it's in, and it's then scouring the, the, the coastline where people are chilling out and they're on the inflatables. It's in the trailers, right? So you take the aerial view and people are on their, their rings and they're sitting back relaxing. And they're having fun. And then you just see the silhouette of this massive fuck-off megalodon yeah. underneath the water. But it never really eats many people. That is true. Why? Because mm. there's gratuitous blood and guts and gore. Why not just open up your mouth like a whale shark and just mm. suck them all in? Because it could do that, but it chooses yeah. not to. It swims right underneath them. And maybe it's the whole kind of tenseness Thalassophobia playing up, but I thought that was a bit of an open goal. So perhaps they'll close mm. that one in the um, in a second. I think they'll go for more gore and You've violence. Give the uh, the people what they wanted. Yeah. So the Meg, I think that for both of us. Mm. Uh, next question: best movie soundtrack. Now I can think of two because they both have such a hold in pop culture, and as soon as you hear them, you sort of know what those songs are or those themes. Jurassic Park. Yes. Or Back to the Future. And I know we're sort of going heavy on those two films again, but they're iconic. As soon as you hear those soundtracks, you know instantly what those soundtracks are from. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go John Williams again. Yep. Do. 
Indiana Jones, yeah. It's just so great shout. It's so simple, and you know, just a couple of notes with different tempos. I, mean, I, I did do music, so you'll say, "Alex, shut up!" But you know what I mean? Like it's, it's different paces and it's yeah. different different tones, and it's just it's so simple, but it's so iconic. And you also, I don't know about you, what, when I hummed or oh, badly sung that tune, what came to mind in your mind? What you I thought you were going for Avengers because you're. Okay. Dun-dun. That's a good one. Yeah, again, I'm I'm really bad. So, but no, if if you got in the end, in the end, you did. Indiana Jones. What do you think of? What came to your mind's eye as I was humming that? Of Indiana Jones. Yeah, I could see him in his hat, with his whip, running, with the boulder behind him. Okay, good. That's exactly what I was thinking more about. Probably in Temple of Doom, where they overlay the plane flying across the map. Yeah, yeah. But it's 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 those kind of feelings, and John Williams is phenomenal for it. And I make no apologies for saying he's my best and favourite composer. Uh, and for the second time mentioning him because, come fight me. No, that's a good answer. Uh, unless you're a Cub Scout, and, uh, <laughs> uh, I'm not up for that. I will roundhouse them for you, Alex. Uh, and Dan can you take worry. that one. Uh, so the next question no this actually opened up a debate within the group chat that the question was sent to me so this one comes from Sam if you were in a falling lift with a young George Lucas or a young Stan Lee you can only save one Uh. which do you save so right this hear me out so Todd replied with would there be no Mando without Lucas that's the only reason this is oh, this is yeah, I don't know this that. is colourful language. Yeah. That's the only reason that cunt might get a look in. Mm. Um, Sam replied with, "I'd assume no, it wouldn't exist." I agree. No Boba Fett means no Mando. I agree. And then Todd said, "And also, how responsible is Stan Lee for the Marvel work?" So just to digress a little bit, Stan Lee gets a lot of the praise for what Marvel does, but actually. You've got Ditko and Kirby who yep. did a lot of the creative side as well. So I think Marvel might possibly mm. exist. I agree. Whether it would be, I mean, if you tie, if you go back and you kill off a Stanley, would it be Marvel Comics? I mean, it could be something completely different. I think a lot of the big IP was done by, by the duo. Um, Spider-Man, Captain America... Um, Avengers was it Thor as well yeah so I think when you sort of go back to the 60s you, it started with the Fantastic Four which I think was kind of Stanley's brainchild yeah even the Hulk I think was the Hulk Spider-Man I mean the three of them all obviously had an input yeah I think for me that's it's got to be you, you say Stanley you say Stanley, yeah. I think so. I mean, look, there's nothing against George Lucas. We have um, ripped him a new one over the years, um, and we love the Star Wars franchise. That's perhaps why we're so hard on him. Mm. Uh, and it has... You, you can't tell me, apart from Marvel now, and they're still in their infancy compared to, to, to Star Wars. You know, Star Wars, what, 40 years old now? Yeah. And Star Wars is... Re- uh, uh, Marvel's only, what, 15-ish? 
MCU. MCU's 50, well, yeah, so 2008. But we think you've got years of comics, which go back as far as... 1963, okay. but then you had Captain America before that when they were timely comics. And I mean, Star Wars is so entrenched in popular culture and society. Yeah, yeah. Even my son knows about it, and he's five. So, uh, admittedly, he's a bigger Marvel fan than I am, um, to some extent. I, I've got the Lego. He's I've seen it. He's he was showing me. I put it together. I mean, that's good effort. I mean, I love a bit of Lego, to be honest. It's good. Um, it's going to be Stanley. I do love Star Wars. Got a dog. So got dog-friendly pub here. I wonder if the mics can pick that up. Well, sniffing that's... around. I mean, that, that's Dan. <laughs> that's, that's me. Dan sniffing his beer. I like to get does. the aroma before I uh, take a sip. Little black dog. Fun little thing running around. I'm not very good at known breeds. I love dogs, but I'm not a, yeah. a dog breed person. I think as a Marvel fan, you know, growing up through the 90s, I think if I hadn't discovered the animated X-Men and Spider-Man films, yeah. which we talked about in favourite cartoons again. X-Men 97 is out soon. Yeah, which carries on from the end yeah. of that series. It's insane. Yeah, mm. I'm, I'm saving Stanley. I know it's harsh. Sorry. But... <clears throat> Sorry, Josh Lucas. Give me a pancake. You're going to die. You're going to die. Yeah. Uh, okay, I think we've had this question before in recent years, but obviously it's always nice to revisit. And I think my, I think I'm probably going to change my answer from before. Oh, if you were a superhero, what power would you have? Yeah, we answered this about two years ago, didn't we? Yeah, I think this came up in our 2021 episode. <clears throat> I'm I don't go- think I'm going to change mine. What was yours again? No, no, no you first. You could change yours. Uh, I think mine was to be able to pick up other people's powers. Oh, and then it'd be like um, what's his name from Heroes or um, oh yeah, Uh, Peter Petrelli. Peter Petrelli. So you'd sort of great name, but before he lost his powers and regained them, and he could only have one at a time, I'd sort of just amass them all, a bit like Scylla. But obviously, I wouldn't be evil with it. But I think that's being a bit greedy. You'd you'd be motivated to perhaps dabble in the dark arts from time to time. and had all the powers in the world. Oh, I mean, if we're going for superpowers, I'd just go for a Doctor Strange. You could teleport. That's the main reason. Just open a portal, you could be in New York within seconds. Would that be the first place you'd go? Yeah. Go in New York. I love New York, yeah. Mm. Although, I mean, if you could teleport, you'd go anywhere in the world within seconds. That's the idea. Maybe uh, somewhere in Japan. I'll go Far East. Never never been to Japan? No. Same. Revisit Hong Kong? Maybe. It's a bit, it's a bit of a hotbed of questionable activity these days yeah to get political on this podcast that is true we don't really get political that often Japan though yeah yeah Japan Tokyo so yeah teleportation I like it oh hello someone's giving the door people love banging these doors don't they oi oi um for me I think be flying Listen to what you're Just saying, fly. teleportation. Less, less instantaneous and more taken to the skies. But I think flying for me. I think you're playing, the, playing these expensive costs on planes. Like the Nathan Petrelli version where you literally just shoot up and then shoot off at the speed of sound? <clears throat> Probably preferred. Um, what was that film where the teenagers come across a meteorite and they end up getting powers and it's a dark take on... 
Oh, Super 8. No, no, that's where the, the, the alien was in a, a train. No, that's right. Um, it'll come to me. But that's where they had to put on thermal clothing because they're up in the sky and they get cold. That's more realistic, but then yeah, that's kind of boring because yeah. then you get really cold. Um, so, yeah, probably Nathan Petrelli shoot up into the sky, ignore science and be there pretty soon. Yeah, it's good shout. Yeah. Uh, next one comes from Zach. This is an interesting question. Is it harder running marathons or being a spectator? No, I've done neither. I'll tell a lie, actually. I've been on, on the... The spectathleting the, side. Yeah, I've, I've on the Great South Run, every time it happens, it's at the end of my road, effectively, so I go yeah, out and I watch yeah. it and I clap. So I've done a bit of it, but not as much as you, Dan. So I think it's probably one for you. I um. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say neither's harder than the other. So, I mean, to run a marathon, you have to be physically fit and you need to be mentally prepared because it's 26.2 miles. It is. It's a, it's, a, it's a lot of running. And, you know, to get through it, you know, my other half's run, I think, eight marathons now. She did the hottest London marathon on record, which was back Screw in 2018, that. and it was horrible. Like, even as a spectacular, like, you know, getting a tube to try and meet her at the next, like, mile marker. That must have been tough, Dan. That was horrible. It's been very tough. Um, but as a spectacular, you need to be that mental or emotional support. Yeah, it's a hard role to have. You have to carry the bag. Mm-hmm. So, London marathon this year, I had, because we stayed overnight, and I had to carry literally the entire contents that we had on us. No. To meet her at the end and then go get the train home back to Portsmouth. How can people expect you to operate in these conditions? I know. I mean, London wasn't too hot this year. It was all right. It actually rained most of the day, to be honest, which was a big difference to 2018 yes. when she did it. Um, but I, I, went to, I went and met Zach, who was in my old band. We went to a car team museum. And, of course, I've got this big bag on my back. It's, it's bloody heavy. Yes. But then, of course, before the race, you know, you've got a bit of that emotional support. Like, she's nervous. She's a bit teary-eyed. Mm. And then, of course, she's really happy and teary-eyed at the end. It's like, oh, yeah, well done. You did it. And then you've got to try and keep her, you know, keep her warm. Get so, that full blanket. Get her some protein, you know, get some protein in there. And then you got, I mean, we don't usually tend to go straight home after a marathon. But this time we decided we're just going to go straight home. There you go. Walked back to Waterloo, which isn't far from the end. And then we got a train home, got a McDonald's. Beautiful. Yeah. What so the, the, the meal of, of champions. Yeah. So she had uh, chicken selects and a cheeseburger chaser. I could do with a McDonald's now, actually. Yeah. It's, bad, it's isn't the it? booze, isn't it? It is. I love a burger. Okay. Um, Chronicle was a film I was looking for. Chronicle. Oh. Dane DeHaan, who ends up turning bad. Who's... Fucking awful as an actor. I'm just going to throw that out there. It's not great. Green Goblin in Spider-Man, The, the Amazing Spider-Man 2. And he was in that film, oh, I can't remember what it's called now, I saw the trailer everywhere. I know. Sci-fi one? Yeah. Uh, Valerian. Yeah, fucking awful. Yeah. Genuinely awful. I think me and the miss have seen <laughs> the trailer for it so many times. All right, all right, we should probably watch it. <coughs> It's so bad. Luke Besson has the fantastic... He's also behind Fifth Element. Has a fantastic vision. Uh, He played it out well, but he chose Dane as the wrong lead actor. Oof. Uh, But that's what you get. Poor casting. Yes, indeed. Anyway. 
What's what uh, we've got next? Next question is from Luke. I mean, this might be more suited to myself than yourself. Myself than yourself, yeah. Um, Both of us. I mean, we could answer it. So I would be interested to see what your thoughts are. Oh, probably more you. Yes. Who is currently on top of the UK craft beer scene? I wouldn't know, so I'm going to have to sit this one out. So, um, Surely it's a subjective, right? I mean, I'm very biased, especially to some of our local breweries. So I'll start off with Pound Monkey and Gosport. Already had one of their beers tonight. You know, there's there's no thrills. There's no, like mind-bending beers it's all very simple very flavoursome very honest I'd say their, their, their beers are very honest you know, they've got a stout called Drunken Sailor and it's it's so beautiful it's smooth it tastes exactly as it smells which is mm. like chocolate coffee caramel wonderful beer so for those types of beers it's got to be Powder Monkey and then I'd go for Maki Maki, which is located just off the Eastern Road. So this, this is more of the sort of mind-bendy beers, the, the fruity ones. The mind-bendy. Where they've got loads of lactose and fruit through their beers. and Not for the intolerant. No. no. I mean, I always seem to end up, even after a couple of beers, I seem to end up with a hangover the next day. Oh, dear. It's pretty horrendous, but their beers are quite strong. I mean, I don't think I've had anything weaker than six percent they're not sessions then they're no they're the sort of beers i mean you can get things I mean, if you go to these breweries now you can get like a third or two thirds or a half or a pint but usually i always start off with a pint it's got to be done mm. we've got ruby the uh ruby the dog rubes last name for a dog mm. Mm. but yeah that's that that's my that's my answer okay to who's currently top of the UK craft beer scene. Uh, next one, biggest douche. I think we've both got knowledge on both these people. Andrew Tate or James Watt? So just to give a bit of gumph on James Watt, I'm sort of very au fait with James Watt. He is the owner of Brewdog. Mm. I don't drink Brewdog beer anymore for this very reason. His company's very toxic. He is a sex pest. He... Hester's female colleagues in his bars. Alleged, just in case we get done for slander, or is it confirmed? Um, I think it's confirmed. I mean, um. there there is a documentary out there that was released by the BBC where people were literally outing him, like former colleagues, wow. former workers. Okay. Um, there's a lot of complaints about Brewdog, and I mean, it might be better now. I don't know. I'm not that interested. I just wouldn't go for a Brewdog beer anymore. Okay. He's a bit of an ass. Mm. And Andrew Tate is a misogynistic, um, nasty son of a bitch. Um, Got arrested in Romania recently, didn't he? He did. Um, <clears throat> I think he's now under house arrest. Probably best pace for him. But effectively, he's got a subscription service where he's enticing young men, teenage boys, to effectively get success in business and... Um, making themselves more attractive to to the opposite sex oh boy um and it's a try and tested method right because people look up to someone who's got success seemingly on the outside got success got fast cars money and all that kind of stuff um 
but it's very toxic. It's toxic masculinity, mm. but he's playing on it and endorses it and is particularly sexist and disparaging of um of the better gender and uh, or, or, and race. Um there's a good reason why he's in prison, because yep. um he's just not a nice guy. Keep him there. Um I think Andrew Tate probably just oh, I'd, have to. I'd have to. I mean, I don't know anything about this this other guy. I know Brewdogs hasn't got a particularly good reputation now in the in the beer world or wider, no. especially during Brexit. I don't think, not Brexit. Brexit is a whole different kettle of fish. Um, <laughs> quarantine and um, and COVID. I don't think they came off particularly well in the way they handled their staff. No. Um, uh, and it's the same with Weatherspoons. They didn't particularly come out come out that particularly well either. Um, but I think Andrew Tate probably pips yeah, it. Yeah, Andrew Tate just edges it. I think, especially with the influence he has. You can't do that to little, to little, to young boys and to young men around the world. Like no. it's just unacceptable. Not in a world where you know we've already said it this episode where you we're trying to be more accepting of people and you know different backgrounds, etc. Be kind. So. This does, it's, it's not difficult. No. Why make the world a harder place to live? It's really tough as it is. Yeah. Yeah. No. Fuck Andrew Tate. Uh, <clears throat> I don't know why people are doing this to us, Alex. Who would win in a fight? I mean, you've already seen my right arm. AI produced it's it. It's massive. Um, AI knows more than I do. <laughs> <laughs> Even if it's not what is sat in front of me, um, it's inferred. Yeah, it's... I don't know if the guns are that, are that big, but... It can might we, be you. Can we just not be lovers and not haters? We're going to be lovers. What? Yeah. Why, we why, have to fight why do we have to Who fight? ask this question? Oh, my missus. Oh, Claire. Come on now. We we are lovers, not fighters. I think that we put end to that one. I like that answer. Let's go with that one. There is no fighting. No, definitely not. This is a great question. What's the largest amount of 10-year-old kids you could realistically fight and win? <laughs> now, I was actually thinking about this. <laughs> I think... I don't know. I don't know how you quantify this. I'm thinking maybe 15 or 18 kids. I think you probably take because you've got your legs and you've got your arm. You've got a long reach, Dan. You're the tallest guy. What? You're five nine six foot, maybe. Uh, I'm six foot one. There you go. Might be. I've labelled it. I might have shrunk a you've little. You've got a bit, bit of reach, so it take a while before they get to you. And you've got your legs. I reckon 18. Any more than that, I think you'd be overwhelmed. Um, <laughs> that was a good answer. Oh, yeah, why not eighteen? I'll be front punches, swinging headbutts, which is a whole effectively scout group. I know Claire's and talk about scouts particularly, but if you want to talk about last year, it's a whole scout. I think group. this question came from Luke. I oh, was it? Yeah, then Luke. I mean, would you be pump kicking kids in the chest? I mean, they're only ten. Part of you's got to think I shouldn't really be doing this, and maybe I'll just try and protect my dignity look and... I took on a load of scouts last year I know outside the and every uh, single scout group Island. in Portsmouth is lining up to get that that title yeah defeater of Dan I'm probably going to die on the way home you know this right you had it coming or at least end up in QA with a I'm, few broken bones I'm going to go with 18 I think that's a good realistic good number, number. Uh, so this next question again comes from another colleague. Um, what is your opinion on the existence of Bigfoot and or Mothman? So, I mean, we're going to be talking about mythical creatures at some point. It's on our list. It's obviously yeah. going to tie into 
go to some previous episodes. I think episode two of OTT where we talked about um, conspiracy theories. No or folklore. It folklore. was folklore, yeah. Yes. That was a good episode, actually. Really good episode. <clears throat> we learned a lot about that. Um, Springfield Jack, we got the Ratman of London. Um, I can't remember which borough it was. Um, That's a really good episode. And we also had uh, World's Strangest Mysteries, where I think we talked about some weird creatures as well. But, I mean, to the, the, to the <coughs> question specifically, Bigfoot, does he exist? I think there's something. I don't think he's a Bigfoot. Um, <clears throat> so, if you had to take my purest answer, no, I don't think it's Bigfoot. I think, do we know everything and have we seen everything? I don't think we have. And actually, part of me thinks I, d- I don't want us to, because actually, there'd be no magic left in the world if we knew no. everything. It's kind of boring, right? <clears throat> so, I'd say there's something, whether it is, you know, the hairy man from. The eighties TV show, um, yeah. Oh, what was it called? Um, I can't remember now. Was it Alf? No, no. Alf was um, no. the guy with the snout, and he was from space, oh, wasn't he? What was it called? It's the family he was living with, wasn't he? Was it in Canada? Yeah. Let's have a look. Oh, what was it called? The Han- uh, ha- ha- oh, the Han- Hanson Hanson family. The yeah. Oh, I wasn't finding Bigfoot. Shut up, Google. He's looking up, guys and girls. Oh, it's going to bug... Oh, Harry and the Hendersons. Harry and the Hendersons. I was not really yeah, close. I remember that. Classic <clears throat> 90s. Very odd. Very early 90s. And... I don't think... I don't think Harry exists. No. As we all think in pop culture. But do I think there's... Do we know everything? No, we don't. I don't think we do. So I think there's something. I don't believe in Bigfoot per se. No. Talk of Harry and the Hendersons. I, my first memory of that was my nan got cable. So this is like before your virgins and the sky. Yeah, I remember cable. It was like I didn't Nine have X. Nine X. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, is that a porno channel? No, it was like it was the actual provider. They okay. gave you like the little box. They yeah, yeah, yeah. wired you in. It was always like I don't know if it was like illegal, but it always sort of felt like it was like getting all these like oh. weird channels. Your nan was breaking the law. Yeah, probably. Mm. But um, I remember it was like one of the first things that sort of came on were like Harry and the Hendersons. What's this? It's great. Of course, Bigfoot, yeah. A bit in the soldier in this episode. Quite enjoying it. Uh, Mossman, no. <clears throat> no. Not for me. Obviously, we'll talk about some of these creatures uh, as we dive into more future episodes. Left field episodes. Yeah. Some of our favourites, actually. Uh, next question Do you believe in ghosts? Now, of course, if you've listened. Or you should listen to our Halloween episodes. Oh, they're all really good. Especially the 2020 episodes, where I think it was like one of the only episodes we did face-to-face in the pandemic. Uh, we were socially distancing. We were we across were. my bookcase. Two metres apart. One of the Kallax bookcases from Ikea. Two, in fact, width-wise. Mm. So that was about two lengths of this lovely bench we sat in. Both perfectly healthy, by the way, just for... You we know. were. Two metres, actually, I think we were. Yes. Um, so, government approved. Um, really good episode. Yeah, I mean... You get Freaked the hell out of me. It's one of those episodes, like, how far we find... After we do a Halloween episode, I don't know what we can do this year, to be honest. We need to, like, up our game a little bit. Mate, I don't think I can do a location, though. I, I really want to, but I... Oh, it's a step too far. I really do think that. 
Yeah. But it might, one year might have to be. I don't know if it I'm ready for it though. But yeah, I always don't find when we do these episodes. I, I struggle to get to sleep. No, same. It's very weird. Which is odd because you, you go on. Well, we talked about it before. You go on ghost hunts. Yeah, um, yeah. And you, and you live and breathe this stuff. Whereas I, I don't. I'm, you know, I'm a scaredy cat in in the truest form. I think it intrigues me, and I, I, I think it's foolhardy for us to think that this this is just it. Mm. And I appreciate, guys, you can't see what I'm doing, but I'm gesturing to the world. Science dictates that energy just doesn't not go anywhere. There's an equal and opposite mm. reaction. So it's, something's got to happen. I just don't know what that is and feels like. So I, I think there is something. I mean, I've seen, I've heard, you have heard, and possibly felt things that I can't explain. So there is something. I mean, I, again, I don't know what that looks like, and this is why I try to do things as a seeker of truth. And I suppose I'll never understand. No. As, as someone that tries to seek the truth, I couldn't. I can tell you. And perhaps we're not, not supposed to, but I think you go in with a very balanced opinion. You're not going as a as a, as a true believer. You're going there to to just mm. get a sense. But yeah, I mean, if you want. I mean, I'm not going to dive into them. We have, we haven't got all night. But if you want to hear some of my experiences, definitely check out the 2020 episode. Yeah, I couldn't tell good. you what OTT episode it was. Were you letting the side down, Dan? Come on, could be Come six. On, Rain Man. Could be six. Um, I think it is. You know, right? Let me go back. I've, I've got Google Podcasts up. Lovely. I think he's right. It is. Maybe seven. OTT six. I no don't way. know. I'm just a guess. I'm gonna throw it out there. Come on! I say it must have been around just before we did favorite Christmas films, which no is OTC eight, which we mentioned earlier. So yeah, not bad. Not a bad guess. Not bad at all. In the middle, we actually had popular conspiracy theories volume two. We did, yeah. Um, so it's, it's they're all great episodes. To, yeah. to select and choose from. We should probably release volume one as a, um, a vault. TW Rad Vault for our YouTube listeners. I agree. At some point, yeah. But yeah, that, that is a good question. So yeah, very good. Into. This is a really good question. This is one I've been looking forward to all night. Oh, yeah. Um, who are your dream guests for a dinner party? Okay. Sam Nilsson. Yeah. Sam Nilsson. Jurassic Park. Oh, Sam Neil. Sam Neil. Yeah, yeah. Good shout. Who does I say? Sam, Sam Nilsson. Who's he? I don't know. You put a son on the end of his name. I did. He's fuming now. Maybe he lives in Japan. Good shout though, Sam Neil. Sam Neil. He's Graham. a bit poorly at the moment. Um, but yeah, Sam Neil, I think. Because he's in Peaky Blinders. First two seasons, he was fucking awesome. Uh, more, more more recent times. He's been in lots of TV shows, successful ones, films, Jurassic Park. That's our bread and butter. He was in Alcatraz, which got cancelled after right. a season. Yeah. Um, we did a series on that. Cancelled TV shows. Yeah. Cancelled TV shows. And that was one of mine, Alcatraz. Very good series, actually. So a um, bit of a synopsis for our listeners. Um, so Alcatraz, obviously now deserted, is now a tourist attraction. But some of the uh, prisoners there start coming forward in time oh. they turn up in the modern day and they start deciding they're going to um, commit acts of crime again and there was one episode I can't remember what episode it was I want to say it was somewhere in the middle of the season 
there was a guy that used to like booby trap mines and stuff on the beach. Oh god! And someone gets trapped on one. That sounds it's horrible. It's genuinely quite a tense episode. Wow, it's quite yeah, really good. Okay. <clears throat> so yeah, Sam Neil. I think Samuel Jackson. Yeah, good choice. I love f bombs. And I think he's got. He, I think he'd be a, a character, and he's got lots of stories to tell, lots of anecdotes. He's lived that guy. Mm. They're my two, I think. Oh, you've only gone for two. I think so. Keep it, keep it intimate. Uh, right. Oh, that's along with your your guess, of course. Okay, so we're so this is a dinner party together. Well, that's how I envisioned it. I wouldn't just be me; it'd be a book. Okay, I'm not special enough to, to invite these people, but together I think we're a powerhouse. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so you've got Sam Neill, Samuel Jackson. Let's set either side of me. Who, who's going to sit next to you? Tom DeLong from Blink-182. Of course. Because we're both interested in in him. He's, he's yeah. quite an interesting character. You know, he blink, interesting views. Blink-182, of course, he's now back in the band for a third time. Um, Angels and Airwaves, yeah. good band. Boxcar Racer, where it was more of a side project, and that's essentially what caused the first breakup. But I love Boxcar Racer, actually. If you go and listen to that album from 2002... The original stuff was awesome. Yeah, so Boxcar Racer was all about little verses, big choruses. So it starts off like really quiet, and it goes up, yeah. and it brings you back down. It's, it's genuinely, I think, one of Tom's most progressive albums mm-hmm. I need to put my mic closer to my mouth again yeah sorry about that one of his most progressive albums and I, I, I swear to god I listen, listen to it it's a little bit punky it's a little bit hard it's a bit raw that. it's a really good album I remember it when I was listening to it waiting for the odd train um, to London when I was uh, a wee man going to Camden Town mm. yeah. All Systems Go second track is a banger so good uh, so Tom Long. I would invite Alex Melton, YouTube yeah. sensation, who's doing all the covers at the moment. So I Is he Texan? He's Southern States, right? Uh, yeah, he's, he's got the train because yeah. he says y'all, doesn't y'all. he? So, hey, y'all. Yeah. Uh, so Alex Melton, uh, if any of our listeners haven't heard of him, go check out his YouTube channel. He's oh, so good. basically rewriting our youth as oh, we speak. So good. But he, he does an awful lot. He's got his own, own staff. He's released a, a recent LP, is it? Yeah. Um, he's done an album where he's covered a lot of stuff and I think he's got another album lined up with I think it's Pure Noise Records where he's going to do some of his own stuff but every week he does a cover he drops it on a Thursday I don't think he's released it um, a song this week because he was saying he was suffering with sinuses hay oh, fever I yeah. think horrible horrible um, but yeah he's a good choice actually he's, he's a really talented guy and I, I think some of the ones go for dinner with or burger or beer yeah choice. he did a cover of Lizzo's Truth Hurts recently and oh, it's that a banger that slapped but he also did um, uh, Taylor Swift's Love Story and that's phenomenal yeah I mean he's basically he he will just pull a random song and he will change it into a different genre so and every time you, you share a link you're like this is great and it is every single one just hits out of the park yeah he's a, he's a great choice so yeah, I'd have him. I'd have Brett Goldstein. Yes. Uh, again, Ted Lasso slash going to be the next Hercules in MCU. I love Brett Goldstein. Uh, I've got two more choices actually. Um, I would bring in James A. Caster. 
good choice. Great comedian. Because uh, I'm a big fan of Off Menu. Yeah, I listened to um, uh, Lily Allen one today. Yeah. yeah. It was really quite interesting. It's a great binge. I mean, I, I hadn't listened to it for a while, and I sort of go back now and listen to some of the old stuff where yeah. they have people on that I'm like, oh, I'll be interested. Lenny Henry's was really good. So is Taron Egerton's. Uh, I don't think I listened to Taron's, actually. I, I think it was sort of September last year. It's okay. one worth listening to. But yeah, I actually quite liked their episode with Nick Mohammed. Um, right. Mr. Swallows, I think he calls himself as a okay. comedian, but he is also, um, he's Nate the Great in Ted Lasso. Okay. Yeah, some good episodes there. So I'd have James A. Castle just course. for a bit of humour. Yeah. But I think Tom would bring that as well, but he would, Tom a would bring edge. the whole conspiracy thing. Like sometimes he goes a bit serious. Yeah, yeah. <coughs> and... My final choice would be Hannah Waddingham. Again, another Ted Lasso cast member, but she recently hosted the Eurovision with Graham Norton. Of course. Fantastic Love choice. Hannah Waddingham. She can sing. She could, she might sing for us. Who knows? She might not. It's a great interval. Now, speaking of intervals, uh, we'll be back after this short non-commercial break. And welcome back for the final three questions. We are in the end game now. We are. <clears throat> okay, so. Tell me. This is a bonus question, so I don't think I sent this one over to you. Oh, right. Um, but I think it's going to be an interesting one. I'm interested to see how you answer this. I I've not too. thought about it. How do ice cream men make money in the winter? Wrong answers only. Um, they perform at strip clubs. <laughs> With their aprons? Uh, they start off with aprons, but I'd suggest at the end <laughs> they are sans, sans aprons. I'm thinking um, the full Monty-esque. Okay, interesting. What about you? Oh, I was going to go for something a bit more sinister. Oh, oh. Thinking about, you know, maybe selling cocaine ice cream on... Oh, wow. ...in dodgy corners of, you know, the, the Is city. Is that a thing? It can be. Why not? I guess. Um, maybe that's a product which you might want to consider. I don't know where I'm going with this. Um, I mean, I, I don't going know. The class A industry isn't necessarily... I'm not sure I'd want to consume cocaine ice cream, but someone might. Well, a bear consumed cocaine. That's a film. Yeah, cocaine, cocaine bear. Yeah. Sounds a bit dangerous. Based on a true story. Fuck. Could you imagine? What would you do... If you saw a, a bear, oh okay, run. Oh yeah, I was gonna say, what would you do if you saw a bear running at you with cocaine, like, just basically like covered up its up its face? It's clearly enraged. That fucker's coming for you. What do I, you do? Just freeze and cry. <laughs> you doesn't doesn't matter what, where you're going, what you're doing. That's that fucker's gonna get you. So uh, fight or flight. Uh, freeze. Just for, uh, that is one of the. That's a third option. Is that isn't just fight or flight anymore? Is it? I think <coughs> uh, there's more to it. There is. I think there's a, a fourth one, um, which is freeze. Yeah, I freeze. Yeah, what, what would you? You fight a cocaine bear? Would you? I'd fucking leg it. Yeah. Well, you try to. I mean, it'll, it'll probably catch up because it's along. This bastard's going to catch up with me and maul me to death. But either way, I think whatever you do, you're probably going to die. You're going out running. Yeah, I. I I don't think we'd have a podcast left. No. We're screwed. Um, but good question. 
penultimate question. Mm. Will you ever film yourselves recording the podcast and show us your faces? I was wondering that. I mean, you <clears throat> you have seen our faces because Dan posts pictures of us when we get together and there is our ugly mugs on the, the WordPress. So mm. it's not so it's a, it's a poorly kept secret. But we do have a studio we can use. So my hospital radio station that I broadcast from every Monday, 8 or 10, just a hospital radio mm. found on TuneIn and other stations are available. Um, we can actually use that. And I was wondering what actually, if we've got the tech, we might want to think about doing it. I think though, it might be a bit of an editing nightmare. Yeah. So you're going to have to have two different cameras. Syncing's not the issue, but then it's flicking between them and there might be a bit of a pain in the dick i think there's some sort of ai that does that for us of course there is so i'm sure i've seen it on like reddit or sort of advertised you can get something that will patch it together which is so who insane. asked the question uh that one was from my other half claire probably yeah, yeah why happen. not i mean we can do it it's just um it's just the time really and finding the right the right thing to do but yeah. you find on I think on social media you see little excerpts of of I think um I sexted my boss comes yeah, off yeah. my timeline quite a lot and they have you can see their faces and they're our podcast <clears throat> and it is funny we could do that I say we've got the old Not YouTube as, as well now yeah yeah maybe maybe it could happen <clears throat> I'm not against it's, it it's a good question yeah say same I say it's just, it's just trying to find I mean, you might even need someone else to do it. I mean, I've got friends that sort of work within that area. We can um, look into it. Yeah. Something it's, to a research. Yeah, maybe. See what happens. This is a really good question. This is our, this is our final question of the evening. Mm. Uh, it comes from Dan. Uh, and, and Dan, thank you for your support over the years. Oh, no, 100%. You know, this is one of our constants. Congrats on the five years. What are your ambitions for the next five? Oosh. To not get cancelled. We've done quite pretty yeah, well this far. For the last two years. Um, <clears throat> I think probably max out as much as you possibly can our current channels. Yeah. So build <clears throat> the subscribers, subscribers, and we are. We've had a really successful month, and we talked about in the last episode. Just welcome to our new listeners. Thank you mm. for finding us and sticking around and subscribing. We see you, so thank you for doing that. Had an increase um, on Spotify subscribers as well, which, which is, is great. Good. So I think so thank you. Doing more of that, I think YouTube is untapped and oddly for a video forum. Our audio podcast gets quite a lot of success given yeah. we don't really actively push it. So probably do more. That was linked to the last question, really. Um, so probably perhaps more of those. I think mm. aspire to perhaps tap into more listeners and and grow the channel those ways i think yeah uh for me i would like to try and get more guests on the show at some point it's just one of those things unfortunately a lot of our local businesses you know coming out of a pandemic are quite busy again it's trying to get the it's hard graft out there yeah and it's nice to see that actually the people that we are trying to tap up are busy um you know there was two businesses we've tapped up recently we've got powder monkey are doing really well um i'm gonna i need to chase them up um, I say they're at the old custom sales where we are in Gunwolf. They're based in Gosport, and they're always sharing stories on their Instagram reels. You know, they were at this place, <coughs> we're at that place, and of course there was Nosh Box. Um, yes, 
They're based <clears> opposite um, Portsmouth South Sea train station. Do phenomenal breakfast slash brunch food. Um, they've just recently been at the Street Food Awards. Oh, wow. Here at Gunwharf um, a couple of weeks ago. Um, I had, I think they were called the G-Tots. Basically, tater tots. Uh, had vegan cheese on it. Had some sort of violi. Oh, lovely. Some sort of like whippy sort of garlicky cream on it i don't know i can't mm. really describe it it was banging <clears throat> so good lovely so i need to try and chase them up and get them on as well um but yeah we'll see we'll i guess. mean well we're always looking for guests we want to hear people's stories like where they started and you know we say this all the time and you know we've had some phenomenal guests in the past solar sky services yeah. we've had Pete my from, area yeah island city living we had Paul and Kelly, Catch Me a Comet, my old band. That was a really good couple of episodes. So just more of that as well, really. But do you know what? Left field episodes. I love when they come out of the, uh, yeah. the unknown. Especially things like the dead internet theory. Really good. That's a really good episode. That was actually one of my favourites. I probably enjoyed that more than I was sort of expecting. Really? Interesting. Because mm. I don't, I don't think I really quite knew what I was going to expect from doing that episode. But actually, diving into it, it's almost quite threatening, especially with the with AI now starting to become a thing. It can be, yeah. And I think this is all about how you use the the, the powers of technology for good or evil. Um, but there's lots of opportunity. It's a really good episode. So we're, again, we'll put it in a link in below. But it wasn't. Well, that was two episodes before, wasn't it? So it wasn't that that far long. Yeah. That's it. That yeah. is our fifth birthday. Ask us anything. Wow. We're done. I'm exhausted. Yeah, I'm I'm two points deep and I'm ready for bed. It's a school night. Forgive me. I have got the munchies though, so I don't know how I'm gonna resolve this. <laughs> I don't really want to raid the kitchen cupboards. But... I mean you offered another pint, but I don't know if it's a bit dangerous. Uh I've got another one in me, but it's up to you. I looked at the bar and it was full of old people. Oh, so, um, we might have to see. I say school That's night. old people, by the way, guys and girls. I'm just saying that it was full of people. And observationally, they were that old <laughs> That's it's all true. I'm... It's I don't want to get cancelled. No, we just said that we don't want to get cancelled. I don't want to get cancelled. I've got nothing against old people. I'm just saying, observationally, that is what I saw. So, you might see if there's... Anyway, the point is, we're at the time of the evening where we can either say goodbyes or we can get another drink. I'm, I'm easy. But anyway, we yeah. have come to the end of quite a good episode. We've had lots of fun and lots of transgression. It's going to yeah. be a bit of a pain in the dick having to write this one up in the episode description, quite frankly, Dan. <laughs> um, but I'm going to enjoy listening to this one, editing it and trying to get out the door as quick as we can within the next, what's going to be in reality, 16 hours' time. So thanks for that, Dan. Holy shit. Yeah. Oh, so we are literally releasing the day after Why not? for recording. Well, actually, no, it's not our birthday, is it, to be fair? No. When's, When's our, our birthday? 21st? 20th? Next, it's a Tuesday. I have oh, got it in my diary. Got my calendar. We've, we've been doing a lot of Google. Uh, uh, I don't need to Google this one. It's in my diary. Uh, it is the twentieth of May. Well, Saturday. Perfect. I've got an extra. You've got an extra day. One. So on Saturday this year. So when you're listening to this, enjoy the sunny sights and sounds of wherever you are in early summer, late spring. Grab a beer. Yeah, enjoy it and listen to us in your ears. I mean, obviously, if it's the morning, don't grab a beer. Get your favourite warm beverage, coffee or a tea. 
Start the day right, guys. Maybe go to Costa or Starbucks, whatever your preferred coffee outlet is. I mean, nah, do you know what? Go independent. Yeah, go to your local coffee shop. Bit off the big people. Support those independents. You know, we're we're big about small businesses. Mm. Especially like throughout the pandemic, I think I campaigned quite hard. Whether people actually paid attention, I don't know. I was. That's the main thing. That's good. Yeah, shop independent. Go get yourself a coffee. If it's the morning, obviously. If it's the afternoon, you know, it's all right. Anything beyond 12. It's oh, 5 12 o'clock, o'clock somewhere. Well, totally. But yeah, um, enjoy wherever you're listening to, wherever in the world you're listening to this episode, this podcast. Um, I've got quite a lot coming up. So you already mentioned a couple of things. Um, more rabbit hole-esque type stuff in terms of mythical creatures. Uh, we've got the Guardians of the Galaxy 4 review. So we've got the On The Go yeah. just done. We're going to do the full breakdown of the... It is spoilerific, but we always give the spoiler and so you won't go into um, something without knowing what you're, you're listening to. Um, and plenty more to come. Have we got anything else that's on the notable on the list, Dan? Uh, I mean, we've got quite a few on the list. I think I sent them over to you. We'll probably do our annual What Grind Your Gears. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Always a good one to get angry and sweary about. Um, so that'll probably be somewhere in the summer. I thought about Hollywood Divas Volume 2. Maybe we'll do that in the oh, future. Yeah. Controversial. Because Volume 1 was really good. <laughs> and that was our last ever episode of the Weekly Roundup before we rebranded. Oh, was it? Ah. Uh, mythical creatures, the Black Knight. Black Knight's a good one. I mean, there's plenty on our list. There's always plenty to keep us going, and um, you know, of course, we're always willing to listen to your suggestions. And we're always always happy to dive in, and you know, just send things our way. Recommend. So, if you want to get in touch, if you want to let us know if there's anything that you want us to to do, or if you want any anything you want to dive into from a previous episode, I follow on get involved in future future episodes follow our social media which is on the topic pod and that is on facebook twitter and instagram and we've got gmail which is on the topic podcast at gmail.com i'm amazed i can still say that after a couple of pints great i'm impressed the wildlife so is too, really this, picking up here this group that's just uh, walking past us and we also have uh, wordpress and youtube and very quickly actually we're going to be up to date on youtube we've been screwing away every mm. thursday our back catalogue and I think was it early June will be up to date um, with our latest of episodes I think it's about six weeks I think you said wasn't it yeah not long but uh, WordPress is on topic podcast wordpress.com go have a look and listen and a read of uh, all of our posts We've got some bonus content on there some stuff from the AI episode mm. which is very good some pictures to bring it to life um, all of our back catalogue on there from the, the weekly roundup days uh, we've got our ugly mugs, our bios, but also our affiliate closing website provider, for a better term. Morbid More, and mundane. Morbid and mundane. Joey. And Joey. Uh, so go have a look and a listen, as I say, um, a visit to our WordPress. And then, yeah, we've got YouTube. There's absolutely no reason why you can't subscribe and get notified as to when there's a new episode dropping. Because we've got a newsletter, or we've got, as I say, YouTube, and you'll be notified when a new video drops absolutely on the platform and just subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to us on thank you for your support over the last five years and for as long as we keep going agreed it's, it's been a been a journey it's been a ride it doesn't seem that long ago actually we've sat in um, the Guildhall village with the hum of the, oh, that the bloody background thing. noise 
And again, last year when we did it, I think we recorded sort of early June. It was really muggy evening in Spice Island. It was. And the creaky floorboards and the vibrant Scenic. life of old Portsmouth. Now we've got fire alarms and people coming and going. Yeah, absolutely. In, uh, in it's getting dark now and getting cold. Get romantic. Oh, oi, oi. Tuny beers. <laughs> <laughs> but um, before uh, before we get ourselves into trouble, uh, for another week, um, I've been Alex. And I've been Dan. And we'll see you next time. Next time.